Welcome back to the Jordan and Patrick Show. We are your hosts, Jordan and Patrick. You weren't recording Take when two. I just did the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing, were you? No. Okay, I cool. should have been. No, been cool. no, that's good. I, come on. Come on. Harry. I'm over here. I sound like Christopher Walken at a baby with Arnold. <laughs> that would be a that'd terrifying be the, That'd thing. be the weirdest baby. Can you say mama? Mama. <laughs> come on. It's time no. to feed me. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm not afraid. Spiders. Frankenstein never scared me. Marsupials do. (laughs) Marsupials do. Because they're fast. Wow. That's a great way to start the episode. That's a great way to start the episode. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Yep. It's been a minute. Making fun of celebrities' voices. To be fair, Christopher Walken is the one voice that you imitate, you impersonate, but you never make fun of it. It's genuinely the funniest voice and the coolest voice of all time. Like... Like anytime I see anytime, and we did it just this week. Anytime I hear the Foo Fighters or see a picture of David Grohl, immediately I go, "The Foo Fighters, the Foo Fighters, the Foo Fighters," because it's like Christopher Walken's voice and the way he delivers it is the greatest thing on the face of this planet. I get up every morning, I put my pants on just like you, one leg at a time, but then I make gold records. <laughs> I make gold records. I got a fever. And the only prescription. The only prescription is more, more cowbell. cowbell. I love him. He's so good. Yeah. Um, we're doing an episode about something. We don't know what. No. I don't know what. Do you no. know what? Um, I mean, somewhat the Batman. I know it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been uh, out for a minute. It's yeah, almost. It's, it's been out for three weeks. <laughs> it's almost coming to DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. Three weeks now. Oh, this will be the third weekend. So yeah, we're a little behind the times, which disgusts me. It's Batman, and, and I'm not making a show until three weeks later. Yeah, but it is what it is. Um, it's partially my fault. I had the birthday, and then I was, you know, one weekend did, I went out to mom. You did have and, a birth. Yep, I had a day of birth. A day of birth, and then yep. also I feel like today of all days, there's no way we could not do a show because it's the anniversary of Zack Snyder's Justice League <laughs> right? on HBO Max. So the, we do nothing else. The greatest movie of 2021 that you, that you can't vote for in the Oscars. Correct. But if nothing else, we have to just at least get on here for five minutes and praise our Lord and Savior. <laughs> Zachary <laughs> Snyder. Snyder. Yeah. That's right. So we will talk about the Batman. I was just Canadian for a minute. Do you hear that? So we will talk about the Batman. I, I said we will talk about the Batman. We will talk about the, Sorry about that. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Apologize for every stupid little thing. I'm sorry. Um, it's actually funny because we were just talking to our boy Kevin oh, the other boy day, Kevin, about Zack Snyder and his greatness, mm. and how I took the time to explain to him as I I always do to people that you have to enlighten them. You have to spread the gospel. Of the Zach, gospel bro. of Zack. Um, it's so funny because we like try to defend ourselves and how we're not part of the Zack cult, and then we say shit like that. Like, you have a minute to talk about our Lord and Savior, Zack Snyder? <laughs> um, if you turn to the first book of Zack, you'll see. Chapter that, one, verse one yeah. of the book of Zack. And Ray Fisher said, <laughs> lo and behold, Zachary Snyder descends upon me. No, um, <laughs> which completely negates what I was going to say. Yeah. My point was that I always try to make a point to tell people that I don't blindly, blankly, just generally just throw the Zack Snyder, but he's genuinely the one director that I've seen every single movie he's ever done, and I enjoy every single movie that he's yeah. done. 
uh, even the legend, the Guardians of Gahul, the Legend of the Owls. I think it's a great movie. It's extremely well done. That point's a, a fair point, but it's it's negated by me saying things like "Praise be to Zack Snyder." Praise be. <laughs> Ah, Spiritu Santi, Spiritu Snyder, whatever. Spiritu Zachary Snyder. Yep. I don't know why suddenly this is like the fourth time in this podcast that I've said Zachary Snyder. Zachary. And I've never said Zachary Snyder. I don't even know if... It, it's, it's the highest form of praise. It's the highest <laughs> it's the form of praise. It's the reverence of the name. Yes. After... Um, it's me being premature in my assumption that after Rebel Moon, he will achieve the rank of Zachary. Like, <laughs> it'll be so There's good. A rank of Zachary. That he'll be granted the, the extra so syllable. My question is, what do we do with people like Christopher Nolan? <laughs> How do they rank up, you know? Or has he already been there from the beginning? Like, yeah, he was originally Chris. He okay, was, he was Chris he's ranked Nolan, up to Christopher. But after the the Interstellar Good is gosh. when he was like, oh, no, it was it was after the the Dark Knight trilogy he got Kristoff, Kristoff Nolan. Okay, and then after Interstellar it was Christopher. Oh, Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. There you go. What about James Cameron? James. <laughs> Tell me what you're, you're putting me in a corner now. <laughs> I'm gonna keep going after this. Um, before before Avatar, he was Jim. <laughs> then he he was actually before Aliens, he was Jim Cameron. Okay, Jim Cameron. Yep. And then after Avatar, he be was given the rank of James there we go. Cameron. All right, wh- one more. What about Ridley Scott? <laughs> Ridley Ridley Scott. <laughs> um. When he was doing commercials, he was just Riddle. Like, not even a last name. Riddle Scott. Not, no, just Riddle. Just Riddle. Just Riddle. His name, his birth certificate, birth certificate said Riddle. Riddle. Yep. Um, Tom Marvolo Riddle. <laughs> yes. He, he was Riddle. And then they gave him Alien, and he became Riddle Scott. And then Gladiator was when he was granted the Lee. The Lee. Yeah. Ridley. A lot there of people don't realize this, but his name's not actually Ridley Scott. It's Riddle. Lee Scott. Ah, good, but good, good. Hollywood fucks everything yeah, up. Yeah, they do. They do. And people so, like us to clear up, yeah, clear it up. You that's why that, I'll always, always be here to clear those things up. We're so, light in the in the in the murky water. <laughs> yes. So when my good boy Riddle Riddle Lee, when he hears this episode, I want you to know I'm I'm doing the Lord's work, bro. I'm I'm crossing the T's and untangling those little knots here. That's Russ. right. Crossing the T's, creating yep. the Y's. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, just, just doing my part uh, to, yep. to spread the word of Riddle Lee. You heard here, <laughs> Riddle Lee. That's good. God, that's surprisingly man. fun to say. <laughs> Riddle Lee Scott. Well, we started off the evening by leaving work and going to uh, a bar and having uh, fish and chips and a Guinness in honor of St. Patrick's hey, Day, Guinness. an American holiday <laughs> for an Irish country. <laughs> Oh God, America! To be um, fair, to be fair, it's not just an American holiday, but it's only in America do we celebrate it like that. Yeah, yeah. But, like but it's, drinking it's so hard because I don't. I hate being like. I'm always like. There's always like I said today at the bar. Uh, there's always two sides of my brain working at the same time, and one is like I want to say blank to make a point, which is a fair point and a valid point. But also, the other side of my brain is like, if you say that point, you're going to sound like a pretentious dick. And one of the things was when the lady who pours an excellent pint of Guinness, she poured it extremely well. She knew all the rules and regulations. She knew for, 45 degrees, yeah, bro. Um, 
she didn't listen to what the box told her to do. She, no. She poured a proper pint of Guinness. And then she said, you know, she said that I went to school for it. I learned how Guinness isn't like any other beer and you have to pour it a certain way, blah, blah, blah. And she said, the only thing I haven't learned yet is how to draw a shamrock. And in my mind, I was like, tell her, I don't give a fuck. I don't want, I don't want a shamrock in my beer. But it's like, you're going to sound like a dick. Obviously, I wasn't going to say it like that. I was just going to make her aware that I don't want a shamrock in my beer. But I knew that I would sound like a pretentious tool if yeah. I was like, <clears throat> well, actually, we don't like our Guinness with shamrocks thrown in them because traditionally Irish, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it was I the just, other way for me because I just the guy to was like, uh, I do, I was done out of the box. And I wanted right. to say, sir, we were at St. Yeah. St. James Gate in <laughs> had, Dublin, Ireland. How thought. dare you? How dare you, sir? Right. But then I'm like, no, I'm not going to tell well, this, yeah. this bartender. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. I know how it's exactly. poured. Like, I don't want to be that white he got, person. He got the double pour right. He knew you, he had to, you had to pour it twice. Yeah. But he thought you poured it in a straight glass and not at an angle. Yeah. And I did the same thing where I was like, well, actually, it is because the lady was like 45. She's like 45. He's like, no, the box says. Yeah. And in my head, I did that. I was like, actually, she's right. It is 45 degrees because at St. James Gate in oh, yeah. Dublin, Ireland, when I was there. I was there. Now, I'm, the, uh-huh. I'm the official authority yeah. on all things. I, ch- I got a certificate yeah. that they give to every tourist who pays $45 to learn how to pour a pint of Guinness. <laughs> I was also in that room, yes. uh, that library. This little that piece of paper, this little piece of paper that 37,000 people have across the United States, <laughs> I've got one. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's moments like that. You want to make the point, but you know how you're going to come off yeah. if you try to make the point. So you just grin. You just smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave, Smile boys. and wave. Which speaks to everyone. Anyone listening, don't be a dick. Yeah. Don't be pretentious. Don't be an asshole. Yep. Just go with the flow, Honestly, man. Honestly, it cracks me up because of the three people who poured me a pint of Guinness tonight, his was technically the worst of the three. He poured it. It was good, and it tasted good. And not minute did I not like it. Sure, but he's the only one who didn't tilt Do the it. glass at forty five degrees. Yep. So the two ladies, even the one that he said she doesn't know how to pour a pint of Guinness, she poured it. She poured a damn fine. Guinness. She poured it. But the the first lady that we had was the one who poured it one hundred percent correct. Yeah. I had. He poured the first one. She poured the second one. Yeah. The second one had the rounded top and everything. It was. Oh, yeah. It was perfect. But the second one was the one that went to school for it. The blue hair. The girl with blue hair. No, the lady that left to pick oh, up her the kids. Oh, braces. To pick up her kids. Yeah. She nice. was the one that poured the second one. So we had four people. We did. Pour us Guinness tonight. Yes. We're alcoholics. It's awesome. Um, and praise praise be to all of them because they did a great job. Even when you did follow the box instructions, guy. Yep. It's okay. Hey, man, if it it's ain't okay. out of a bottle, it's going to be it's gonna be pretty good. That's true. That's true. I mean, it's still Guinness. It's you, still Guinness. You, it's just straight. Don't even two pour it. Just nonstop fast pour it in a glass, and it's still going to be better than anything we have domestically. So absolutely, I guess I can't say that now because Guinness is officially a domestic beer as well. Yeah, that bums me out. It does a little bit. Like I like, 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 I'm like yeah, we, we can brew Guinness in America. I don't want it. Nah, I don't want it in Boston. In Boston. In, Bo- Come on. in Boston, which is funny because Boston. I mean, Boston's an Irish city. There's absolutely there's the Irish all over in Boston, yes. but I'm still like. <laughs> If it's, if, it's fucking America. if it's not imported from and from Dublin, get the fuck out of my get face. Out of and that guy would be like, actually, I'm 17th generation Irish. We just lived here. And like, get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, no. If the bottle's not from Ireland, I don't want it. If, if, the, gla- or if the keg's not from Ireland, I, I don't want it. I want to shit on the bottle. <laughs> yes. Come on. 
Uh, I don't know. We've had quite a few Guinness. Uh, yeah, I've had a couple. Yeah. Yeah. And then I well, was drinking some of your Woodford Reserve downstairs. Oh, I brought it up here. Oh. So we had four Guinness. We came home. There's some Woodford. I don't think I'm going home tonight. I cracked open a Shock Top Belgian White because I, I do I should, love Belgian beers. I guess I should open a beer. There's a bunch of beers. I just pull, pour it out. Uh, th- I'm out getting this one. An amalgamation. Oh, it's an IPA. I don't care. The, na- the, na- the name is Wango Tango. I saw Ooh. that and I was like... I'm, I'm, I'm drinking this. I like that. It's I'm good. drinking this. Speaking of great beers, mm. let's, just, let's just change our whole show to a beer just show. Just talking about beer show. Yeah. Um, this is an IPA, which I generally don't like. Yeah. And we, oh, a few weeks ago, we opened and tried the Broken Skull Stone Cold Steve Austin IPA. And while it is surprisingly good, yeah. considering it came from a wrestler, I assumed, it, and it's an IPA, which I don't generally like, I assumed it would be garbage. It's actually pretty good. Again, I don't really care for IPAs, so I can drink one of them, maybe two, and then I want to move on to something else. Yeah. Because I just, I'm not a fan of IPAs. But if you're not aware of this, Broken Skull, Stone Cold Steve Austin is creating his new Broken Skull lager, and I'm excited for that. I can't wait to try that. And I do love a good lager. I do love a good lager. Mm. You know, one thing that, thanks to TJ, Capes and Rifles, shout out, my dude, if any of you listening are on Instagram, you should follow him. He's the best of the best. The I follow best. him. He is, he is. No one's ever going to keep him down. No. No, no one has kept His him down. His pictures are insane. Um, They're the reason I quit. <laughs> yeah, right? He's so good. So he got me onto Pilsners, and I didn't realize how fucking amazing Pilsners are. A brief pause. Dude. Is he the one... Because someone from Instagram, right? Is he the one who told you about Leo Bardox? He is. There Not only did he tell me about Leo Bardock. Just listen to everything he he's says. He's the one that... He's is, doing the Lord's work. He, praise be. <laughs> he's the one that told us to go to Kilimangal. He is. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I knew... He it. told me, he said, you're going to Ireland? Two things. Kilimangal and Leo Bardox. I knew the guy who told you both those things was the same guy. But I couldn't TJ. remember if it was him. Yep. TJ, TJ, I haven't talked to the guy. I follow him. I haven't talked to him. He's now yeah. my best friend. He's the best ever. He's the smartest guy in the world. Him and Chris are the best around. Leo Bardock. No one's ever going to keep him down. Leo, Chris is awesome. Yep. He cracks me up. He's such a cool dude. Um, and I can say that legitimately because I've talked to him and I've met him. That's right. We've met him in person. Haven't done that with TJ, although I would like to. I'm going to drive out to, to the area one day and have a drink with him. What's the area? Um, originally he was in New York. Now I believe it's, I'm going to tell where people live. Um, <laughs> I don't know the exact address, so we're good. All right. Well, don't tell me the state. Just what, what, tell me what the state bird is and I'll guess it. <laughs> God, man. <laughs> uh, a pigeon. I don't know. It's still New York. I don't know. Pennsylvania. I, I, uh, he's in that area. Okay. Uh, it's funny because I know the same thing. The, the only state bird you know is the cardinal. Correct. <laughs> and it's Indiana. The state and, bird from my state. And Ohio's. Okay. Is it Ohio's? Yeah. Cool. Dude, but, I got through an argument. Is, how the fuck did states adopt birds? Birds, what, right? What's going on here? Right. Like my state bird Yeah, because I mean like mm. what am I supposed to do? Like as a person from Ohio, if I'm like on vacation in North Dakota and I see a cardinal, am I supposed to take it? <laughs> We gotta get you home. Supposed to grab it? Like, this, get the get your own fucking bird. I don't understand it. I'll save you. What are you doing here? Ah, uh, he's on vacation too. He, he wants to see Mount Rushmore. Yep. Don't be a tourist, you fucking cardinal. You fucking bird. Get back where you belong. Bird. Bird. D. D's a bird. D's but, um, a bird. Get her back where I she belongs. I don't know where they. But dude, I got into like not a uh, an argument. 
but a good a good hearty debate mm. with Mike uh, Weaver the one time because I said something about the Cardinal being Ohio's state bird, and he goes, "No, it's Indiana's." I grew up that, in Ohio. Yeah, that doesn't mean I was, can't bo- be somewhere I was born else's. and raised and lived ninety percent of my life in Ohio, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know that." But it's Ohio's. <laughs> He's like, no, it's not. It's Indiana's. It's like, do, do you really believe these birds can't exist anywhere else? It's Ohio's state bird, dude. We're in the tri-state area. I wouldn't be surprised if it's also Michigan state bird, you know? Like, I don't know. Jeez. Oh, my God. It was so funny. It was one of those things where you heard him and you're like, what? No, that's our bird. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can have it. Like I don't, I don't own a cardinal. I'm just telling you that Ohio, w- when they sat down and picked their state birds, that was the one. Ohio picked the cardinal, and look, Indiana and Ohio are nine times out of ten spot on, like universally on everything they decide. Yes, one of them was like cardinal, and the other one was like, you know what, same, right? I mean, they're, they're mere places <laughs> in in many ways. So funny. It is. People are the best until they're the worst. I do want to know, like, why did we choose birds? Like, if we, if, 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 if every state has a state bird, then how come every state doesn't have, like, a state rodent mm. as well? There we go. Like, fuck every state with a spider. Everybody gets a state spider. Mm. Oh. What's your state spider? Oh, it's a, a brown recluse. <laughs> well, you're an awful person. <laughs> Granddaddy Longleg. Yes. There you go. Yes. What the hell even is this show, I don't man? know. A lot of beers. A lot of beers. A lot of beers. It's a show about beer. Welcome to the show about beer. I mean, spoiler alert, because we may not do another episode until June. I don't know. But in June... I think we'll do some at the end of March or early April. we got to talk about the Halo show. That's true. I don't... i got to talk about the Halo show. Yeah. I've loved Halo I, the for, thing is, for so me, long. It's going to be much different from you. And we've talked about this personally, but not on the show. For me personally, I played Halo 1 and 2. So I really am wide open. I don't give a flying fuck diddle what the show does. It won't affect my opinion. Like, as far as... I got enough alcohol in me. I'll say it. I've never said it before, but I'll say it out loud. I'll take this stance. You stopped playing Halo at the worst Halo. Halo 2? Halo 2. Halo 2 lost me, man. Out of all of them. clear lost me. Clear up to Halo 5. Yep. Every Halo game that's come out, except for maybe Spartan Assault, because Spartan Assault's the only one I haven't beat, but I don't care for it. As far as your typical Halo games, so I'm not counting Spartan Assault and I'm not counting Halo Wars. We're talking about from Bungie and 343, from those two companies. Halo 2 is the worst. Halo 3 is light years better than 2. Halo Reach is up there with three as one of the greatest FPS games of we all time. We played Reach together. Halo that 4. That game's amazing. People complained about it. People hated it. People trashed it. It's better than Halo 2. Never played it. And Halo 5, while there's things about it I dislike, things about it I would have done it differently, and, and I'm not overly... I still think it's better than 2. Yeah. My two, problem with 2, and I've told you this, I, I got to a point halfway through the game where I just wanted it to be over. Because yeah. all I was doing was playing as Arbiter. It's like, mm-hmm. this is cool, but I'm, I'm supposed to be playing a game as Master Chief. Yep, and all I'm doing is playing as Arbiter. Yep. And Halo 5 makes that same mistake, but the game itself is still better. 
Mm. The, the game itself, at its core, is still a better game. And that being said, I lo- I still like Halo Two a lot. I like the I story like the that's game, being but told. I would never played again. Yep the the remastered version is amazing. That's the one I played. Right? You didn't play the original I Halo played, Two. I played Halo Two from the collection. So the graphics are amazing. Oh, the graphics are awesome. Oh, then yeah, that's the yeah. that's the remastered version. But you still play as Arbiter seventy five percent of the time. But the graphics and, and the and oh, the they look cha- great. The, yeah, they changed playing Halo Two for me. Yeah, playing Halo Two on the original Xbox. Halo Two is the only one that I beat on Legendary and never bothered with the campaign again. You know, I beat Halo One on Normal on Veteran, not Veteran on Normal on Heroic on Legendary. Then I went back and played it again. And I could put it on the Xbox right now and play it again. And Halo 3, Legendary, I could play it again right now. Halo Reach, Halo 4, Halo 5, I could play them again right now. Halo Wars 1 and 2, I could play them again right now. You put in Halo 2 and I'm going to be like, uh, Yeah, I'll go to bed. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but put it on normal so we can burn through it. Yeah. No, it's... I don't want to work to beat Halo 2. It's not Which is unfortunate enough. because it's so early on in the franchise that someone like me... Who hasn't played it as a kid didn't get beyond it. I th- I honestly think part of the reason everybody considers Halo Three the best one is because of Halo Two. Yeah, because, because it came off of because the, it came off lesser. of Halo Two. Yeah. Now I can't say that for certain because a lot of the people I grew up with who like when I started playing Halo, Halo Three was out, and the group that got me into it, they were playing Halo since Halo One, and they were they were the guys. Halo Two was better because it had the best multiplayer maps. They're those kind of people. They love the multiplayer and whatnot. So not speaking from that aspect, speaking from the story standpoint, Halo 2 is the worst of the franchise. Still really good story, but I don't, I didn't care to play it. I didn't care to spend 60% of my time playing as the Arbiter. Yep. And not only that, but the story that's being told, the Civil War that's being ignited, ignited and all that between them, I was like, man, eh, whatever. Uh, it was executed better in Halo 5. You actually get to go to Sanghelios and see the elites and they're fighting on it, whatnot. It's awesome. Um, but also, Halo, people complain about Halo 5, but I think Halo 5 pulled it off better in the sense where, you know, like playing, um, uh, The Order 1886. Mm-hmm. The Order 1886 is a short game, it's not a perfect game. And all the people that complained about it, but you and I know playing it felt like felt like it's not done. Yeah. It feels like, yeah, this is this, but it's only this because it's laying the groundwork for a franchise. And Halo 5 did that better than Halo 2 did. Halo 5, while I didn't like playing as Locke all the time, they executed it better that it felt like it was leading towards Halo 6. And this was just the foundation of the grander story that was going to be told. Halo 2 didn't feel like that. It didn't, to me, it didn't feel like... This is the first step to get to Halo 3. It felt like this is just a poor execution of Halo 2. Yeah. That's me. Yeah, I was not a fan. Yeah, it's not great. Obviously, I didn't play any more Halos after yeah, that. Which bums me out because we well, yeah. played Halo Reach after that. W- Reach, which is yep. my favorite Halo of yeah. all the games. But that's what's <laughs> that great because awesome. out of the three that you've played, Halo Reach – out of the three that you played, Halo Reach is your favorite. But out of all six, seven if you count ODST, Reach is one of the better ones. It's awesome. Which is saying a lot, considering you don't play as Master Chief. No, right. Which is to to silence people who think I don't like Part Two simply because you don't play as Master Chief as much as you should. Right. Halo Reach was a perfect execution of a game not involving Master Chief at all. 
But the show looks great. The show looks amazing. And regardless, I, I it, can't wait to talk yeah. about it. As me, who won't have as many criticisms because I don't know what I should and shouldn't criticize, mm-hmm. I think it looks awesome. And they released stills already of Pablo Schreiber with his, with his helmet off <laughs> in like a warthog or something with a human person. And I think Pablo Schreiber is fucking God's gift to creation. Like he's <laughs> fucking gorgeous. So I love it. But people on Twitter already are like, oh, God, flip the table. Now, see, I don't – so this is my thing. As a, die, a diehard Halo nut, I love Halo. I loved the games for a long time. Um, since I was about 19, I think, is when I started playing them. Um, so Dude, that was fucking – So what, 10, 12 years 11, ago? 12, 13 years ago? Yeah. Um, I already know they're going in a – Vastly different direction, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Because I'm not. It's not canon. Could be bad. Oh yeah, it, yeah. Those things aren't going to make it bad, right? Um, that's not canon with the games. So they're using some creative freedoms to tell the story differently, which is fine. Because, like I said before, if they're just going to copy paste the games, yeah, where's if, the fun? If in the that? show's going to be Halo One, the game on screen. Then I could I could just play the game. You could play the game, right? I could beat it in eight hours versus <laughs> watching eight episodes right. of the game. So I'm 100 percent okay with it. But with the removal of the helmet, it's got to be done. I don't care for it. I don't hate it. I wouldn't have done it. But if you're going to do it, it needs to be done right. Yeah, it needs to be done like Mando season one, where there's reasons it's taken off. I don't honestly you, think that's going to happen. You can't just have Master Chief driving Warhog with his helmet off for no I think reason. He will. I don't like it. Yeah. That's that's what and I'm not I can like. see how you probably won't. But given that the and I could be wrong, but the stills if that we've it, seen, if he walks up like Boba Fett and just takes off at every given moment yeah, willy nilly for right. no reason, I'm going to be like, what? I don't think he'll do that. But I do think he'll take it off at points that aren't integral to the story. He just takes it. it off because he's riding in the Warthog, and right. I need better vision. Take it off. Well, it's not not only because you got to be careful because it, it's it's like warhog. Well, it can't be a warthog that they're riding in because in the still it's enclosed and a warthog is not. Oh, I wonder what it is in. So maybe they're in a spaceship, a pelican, maybe. But yeah, my point is that even it's like it's kind of like Warhammer where the helmet actually enhances his vision. Mm-hmm. So like it, it feeds him dis- heads up displays. It helps him. Like it, it has a constant, I don't know, like analysis and feedback thing and whatnot. So if if he's taking it off in combat, I'm going to have an issue. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It, or, or, you know, even if he's like, okay, if he, if he gets in a Warhog and takes it off to drive from point A to point B, whatever. But if he's driving and drifting and like going through a combat and he has it off, yeah, then I'm going to no. be... Even a warthog wouldn't make sense because it's open. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't thinking and clearly. If, but yeah, a warthog yeah. is open, so there would make no sense yeah. for him to take it off. If he's taking it off, if if they even if they try to take it off to because because he's not in a combat situation, so he'll see better with it. No, no he actually sees better with it on. Yeah. Um, it because, be because, because he's in a super enhanced human. Everything he has is better than everything we have. And the armor is designed to magnify that further. Mm-hmm. So the visor and the helmet is only going to help him. Um, but I could see conversations, talking to what I would ever take it off. Like I said, as long as it's not just like Boba Fett, where he just walks up and takes it off willy-nilly for any, for no reason. Yeah. 
We're walking to a place. Yep. How about I don't have the helmet on? Yep. Why? Why? Because. Be- because why? why? Because. Shut like, the fuck up. Open, because. Opens the door of the Warhawk, sits down, takes his helmet off. Yeah. Like, why? Uh-huh. Why? So, again, I think it's going to be one of those things where I'm going to have to, I'm going to wait for the execution, see how it's done. Yeah. But I'm going to try my best to go into it with an open mind and not let seeing his face yeah. be... You know, it's not going to be enough to kill the show. Right. And I've seen a lot of people oh, yeah. already like they're, they're, uh, Master arms. Chief's face. Like I said, I don't like it. I wouldn't have done it, but it's not going to kill the show for me. Whatever. I mean, for me, who's not a hardcore to watch, I'd be like, okay, Master Chief, I know that. Cool. Um, the overall premise, Halo and all these other things. Cool. But what it's going to come down to for me is, is the acting good? Yep. Which is number one for me. Absolutely. Is the cinematography good? Does it feel like I'm watching something visually beautiful? Or am I going to feel like I'm watching an Amazon reality show, which happens far too often? I'm watching Jersey Shore. Yeah. Am I going to see something cinematic? Am I going to get a good story, and is the acting going to be good? If you check those three boxes, then I'm down. Let's see where it goes. You know, the story can and, adapt as we go. Yeah. And we, people got to realize that a TV show is very different from a video game anyway. Hell yeah. Like, the whole point of Master Chief, to me, not removing his helmet in the game is because Master Chief is supposed to, he could be anybody. He can be you. He can be me. He can be anybody. And the show, he's not anybody. He's Pablo Shriver. Shriver. Mm. So... If you show him as Pablo Shriver, he's better than me, and he better know it because I know it. Like you know, you don't you don't watch a like. There's a fine line, I'm sure, but you don't watch a show necessarily trying to put yourself, trying to imagine it as you, like you do a video game. I guess the whole for sure, like a video game, it's especially an FPS, yeah, where all you can see is the gun, all you can see is what he would see from his view, then it's really easy to immerse yourself in that and be like, I am Master Chief. Yeah. And a show, you don't have that. No. The camera is facing him. It's looking at him. You're witnessing the story. So if the show is face, I mean, t- to a certain degree, it's it's more realistic that the people around him see his face than it is that they never do. But we'll see. We will see. We will see. In a week? Yeah, 24th. So Friday? Next Friday? Yep. Going to have to steal steal someone's Paramount Plus. I have it. I know. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. I have it. Just dropping the hints. And I don't know why. Give me your passwords. As long as they don't do that like Netflix. This is like the 14th article I've seen that Netflix really is going to start trying. They're trying to introduce a thing where they're going to charge you more because somebody outside of your house has your account. How the fuck would they know? Because, I mean, they monitor the devices. Mm. Like, they're going to see that your device is your account and my device is your account. So you're going to pay more. Fuck because you, Netflix. Of it. I'll, I'll, I'll just delete your Netflix off of my account. Yeah, right. Like, that's, that's bullshit. <laughs> if you, if Look, you all guys, I'm saying mm. is if Sony and Microsoft, the two biggest competitors in, in entertainment right now, if they both... Will let me get games for free by linking my console, whether it be PlayStation or Xbox, with you. 
then Netflix can fuck off. Right. Because Netflix is making more money monthly on their service. They're the biggest streaming yeah. service in the world. And they've upped their prices to like seventeen ninety nine yeah. a month. Seventeen ninety nine a month. And if you even if if you even only have a million subscribers, you're making seventeen million dollars a month. Yeah. A month. And you're getting Netflix has more than a million users. Oh fuck. They they have Yeah. Like they, over a hundred million, I think. Are you serious? Oh yeah. And I think that's low. That's a low estimation. A hundred million, so seventeen hundred million. What's that a billion seven hundred million dollars a month? It's insane. That can't be right. Blame it on the alcohol. There's yeah. no there's no way it's a billion dollars a month. Math a month. <laughs> numbers a month. They have numbers They're a month. They're making at least forty dollars a month. <laughs> They're three dollars forty. It's like I love it. I don't care what anybody says. So Rick and Morty, the stuff they do is insane. But one of the stupidest jokes that I laugh every single time is when there I think it's when they're in the simulation. And the simulation is designed to make Morty feel good about himself. So they're in math class. And he's like, what's nine times eight? And Morty's like, I don't know, at least 40. And the teacher goes, you're right. It is at least 40. Everybody clap for Morty. It's like, what? It's not. He's not wrong. Nope. But he didn't, give, at you least the, 40. He didn't give you the answer nah. either. I'll, every single time that plays, I don't know, at least 40. <laughs> You're right. It is at least 40. Everybody clap for Morty. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> numbers and Netflix. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I would take the time. I would try to be professional and take the time to look it up to get our facts straight, but I don't want to. Uh, my phone's dead and over there on the charger, so. Uh, my phone's not even dead. It's right here in my lap. Nah. And I'm like, nah, I'm just going to. I'm just you heard, it, wing it. you heard it here first. They make one billion seven hundred thousand dollars a month. There you go. You yep. heard it here. Damn near two billion a month. What are you gonna, round up three hundred grand? What are you gonna do? Send me an email? I wish you would. I'm a keyboard warrior, bro. <laughs> uh, call me out on my BS. Call me out. Then I can call you out next episode. Yeah. Six weeks from now. <laughs> Tune in six weeks from now. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got uh, the anniversary of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Great, greatest comic book movie of all time. And greatest movie period of 2021. Absolutely. Um, we've got uh, the touching upon of the Halo show upcoming next weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've got the fact that we've had mucho beers. Quite a bit, yes. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, now we have the... Uh, what do we have? I'm just here for the ride. Yeah, bro. I'm just here for the beer. Um, the Batman. Oh we gosh, it's such a good movie. I've seen it four times now. Such a good movie. This, all right, this, so this is um, the Batman and Robert Pattinson. Mm. So for years, I've argued with people. People, Jared Leto's Joker is awful. Jared yeah. Leto's Joker is garbage. St- no still one, arguing, to, no, arguing yeah, to the same. No one can compare to Heath Ledger. And then I would answer that with, you don't need to compare them. Mm-hmm. They're not the same character. They're not the same person. And then it, I, all the time, I still make that same argument with people. Like they're They're not the same. They don't have the same origin story. Both of these people, Jared Leto's Joker, whatever his name is. Let's say Jared Leto's Joker is Bill. Heath Ledger's Joker is Joe. 
Joe Joker. That's how different they are. Mm-hmm. Both of these characters went through different things, experienced different life traumas to lead them to where they are. Their different experiences led them down different paths to bring them to different Jokers so they could be the rival, the enemy of two different Batmans. It was Robert Pattinson that made me realize the argument goes this both ways. I've got no business comparing Batmans. They're completely different characters as well. Yeah. They're Bruce Wayne, sure, but their their mom and dad, their Martha and their Thomas is different. Their experiences within Gotham is different and leads them to being a different Batman. Yep. Because I watched this movie and I was like, all right, is Robert Pattinson now my favorite Batman? <laughs> is he better than Ben Affleck? Then I stopped and I was like, well, no, Ben Affleck's Batman they're, they're is. They're vastly different. But they're though. so different. They're you not don't even need close. to have that conversation. No. It's literally like they made a different movie about a different character. They just happen to be called Batman. Yeah. Got got no business. And I'll, I'll take that as far as to take back and say the same thing about Michael Keaton. Don't need to compare them. Yeah. It's a completely different character. It's a completely different Batman. It's a completely different Gotham. It is. Everything about the entire city and universe is vastly different. I will not say that about Danny DeVito's Penguin. It's still fucking <laughs> awful. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> Fight me. I don't care. I'll die on that hill. That Penguin is fucking stupid. <laughs> And anybody who says I'm wrong, watch Colin Farrell's Penguin. That's fucking Penguin. That is so good as Penguin. What are you showing me? Come on. Yeah. Fucking Bridges Meredith as Penguin is better than Danny DeVito's Penguin. Yeah. It's true. So, so stupid. Because Danny DeVito blurs the line between Penguin and human. Yeah. And that's not cool, he, man. He blurs the line between the moniker penguin and being an actual fucking penguin. Exactly. Like, it's what, not cool. Like, what are you talking about? He, Why? I was raised by penguins. Okay, Mowgli. What the <laughs> fuck is this bullshit? But how in the hell are you raised by penguins, yeah, bro? Yeah, because the penguin's going to be like, hey, look, a person. Let's raise him as our own. Right. What? Huh? What? And how did you get to a point where you were hanging with penguins? And not only that, but... Did you shipwreck in Antarctica as a child? Right. Why, why do you have fucking fence for hands? Because he was raised by penguins. Get and, the then the whole, and the whole movie's just like, ah, it's a birth defect. Huh? I, I need a little more details than that. Than just... He, he was born with wings. <laughs> what? Is he a bird? What the... I don't understand what's going on, Tim Burton, you fucking weirdo. Batman Returns is... Right there with Batman and Robin for me. As I just th- atrocious. <laughs> I still think Batman and Robin has more saving graces, though. Yeah. Because, look, no. Batman vs. <laughs> Robin is not a great movie. Uh-uh. It's not a perfect Batman movie. It's not even a good movie. But you get Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face, which is awesome. That's Batman Forever. Is it? I like Batman Forever. Which one's Batman? Oh, Batman and Robin is Poison Ivy. And Mr. And- Freeze. Oh. I take back everything I just said. Yeah, Batman and Robin is universally bad. <laughs> it's just there's, there's just a single saving grace to that film. Oh, that nipples. Yeah, all of it. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it's George all Clooney. Bad. That's George Clooney. Yeah, it's all bad. That one. That's bad, and they should feel bad. They should feel bad. Joel Shoemaker. Did he do that one too? Yeah, because he did Batman Forever. Oh yeah, he did. He did them both. <sighs> How you're? Thank you for correcting me because my point is, the Tommy Lee Jones' Two Face was great. He was good. It was good. And that's a loud beep. Yeah. Are we done? No. Okay. That's a loud beep. Good God, man. Are we done? <laughs> um, the the point is that, wow, what's going on with that? I'm getting emails, bro. 
morning with Jordan Patrick Show. We're professionals. We get emails. Who sends emails? That's dumb. Spam bots. I just use. I just it. want an iPhone 12. <laughs> I just use email for all my porn subscriptions. I don't know. Like what? Emails. Goodness gracious. Um, the point is that now I really feel like we, as a Batman fan, I can take a step back and, and watch any Batman movie for what it is. Yeah. Except for Batman Returns and Batman and Robin. Those are both bad. Yeah. They're bad. I, I could, I don't know. So here's the question we ask. Which one's worse? Which one's more watchable? Batman for, or Batman Returns or Batman and Robin? Unfortunately, Returns. Is better? It's more watchable for is me. Is it? Yeah. Because in my mind, I'm like, well, Batman uh, Batman Returns is more watchable because at least it has Christopher Walken. And he's entertaining, if nothing else. But then Danny DeVito's Penguin is literally... If I had to pick one thing about every Batman movie, put them together in a pot... Everything from the first Batman movie to the brand new Robert Pattinson movie. The one thing I hate the most, it's Danny DeVito's Penguin. (laughs) I hate it. I despise it with every fiber of my being. So even though it has Christopher Walken and it has Michelle Pfeiffer, there's my most hated thing about it. And while Batman and Robin doesn't have things as, as good as Christopher Walken or Michelle Pfeiffer... It also doesn't have my most hated thing. Mm, yeah. So that's that's the boat I'm in. I mean, I think of all the Batman things, Danny DeVito's Penguin is probably number one for me as well. But Arnold's Mr. Freeze <laughs> is I, fucking nipping at his I heels, keep, bro. I keep forgetting about Ugh. Arnold's Freeze. Ugh. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. And it's bad. It's, it's almost equal levels bad, but for completely different reasons. Yes. It, Honestly, something I never even thought about until I saw a video just the other day is Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze is smoking a cigar. Absolutely is. I never thought about it, but it's like, why? (laughs) Why are you like, I have to keep my temperature below 30 whatever degrees. Let me light this stick of tobacco on fire. Let's do this. (laughs) Why don't you cool down? Chill off. Chill off. Oh, it's so bad. It's awful. Those two movies are universally just a disgrace to dude, the Batman that, name. That's a Schwarzenegger thing, though, dude. Because, like, like it, it pops up in all of his classic movies. Like, all of his 90 movies. It doesn't pop up as much as it does in Batman and Robin, but it pops up. Because even in Predator, Predator is a classic movie. Predator is, to this day, a good movie. You could put Predator in right now and watch it and not regret it. Beginning to end... It's a good movie, but he does have the thing where he throws a machete at a guy and it goes through his chest and sticks him to the door. And Arnold Schwarzenegger says, stick around, stick around. It's, it's, it's true. I remember it, that. Yeah, it pops yeah. up. Oh yeah. Randomly in every one of his classic nineties, eighties movies, yeah. but not as bad. Like, okay. So they, they took Arnold Schwarzenegger and put him in all these movies and they were like, all right, here's your one cheesy line of dialogue. And then we're going to get on with the movie. And then they made Batman and Robin and they made every line of dialogue that cheese fest. Everything he says. Not a single thing he says in that movie can be taken seriously. It's And then the tear runs down his face and freezes on his cheek. (laughs) It's like, good. Oh, come on, Arnold. 
Yeah, What's going on here? What has happened? What are you showing me? What are you showing me? Come on. I mean, we can transition that into Colin Farrell is the greatest thing to grace the green planet of Earth since Earth was green. Since Earth was green. (laughs) From the time it changed colors from pink to green. Absolutely. From that day forward. From, From a strange teal... To the color green. <laughs> it's been Colin. Since the firmament was green. Correct. <laughs> Since the dawn of time. time. Colin Farrell was, was there. And he's um, awesome. I think it's a fair comparison. Because the whole thing, and we've talked about it on the show, and I've talked about it for my whole life. Mel Gibson has been the standard for which I've judged actors for a long time. I just think he is, if not the most, he's definitely one of the most. I won't argue with you that he is the most or isn't the most. But if you say he's not one of, I will argue with you. One of the most believable actors of all time. Mm -hmm. I can watch him in a movie and I can believe he's not Mel Gibson. He's William Wallace. He is Mad Max. He is Riggs. He is the, the dad from Bloodfather. He is whatever that he's being. He's, I feel like there's a major movie that I just, that I forgot. William Wallace. Did I say William Wallace? You did. That's, you started with William Wallace. I'll say William Wallace again. He is William Wallace. Oh, uh, Benjamin Martin. He is, um. Good Lord, Benjamin Martin. He's that character. Yeah. He's not Mel Gibson. He's that character. And I always, he's the major, he's the stick with which I measure all other actors. Like Tom Hardy is great. He's amazing. I love Tom Hardy. I believe him in rules. I believe Killian Murphy. And it's always how close to Mel Gibson's level of believability <laughs> are they? And now I have to and, and Gary Oldman's one of those others. Oh. That is like it's it's basically you're you're fighting for second against Mel Gibson, but there are those who are equal to him. Or at least as close as you can get. And one of those is Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's one of the most believable actors of all time ever in front of a camera, ever. And it was this movie that made me realize it wasn't this movie that put Colin Farrell up there. It was this movie that made me like, why have I not been given Colin Farrell the credit? And I give Colin Farrell credit. Sure. I've loved him for a long time. Um, especially after what flipped me around for Colin Farrell was as a kid. I saw Alexander, and I was like, I don't like Colin Farrell. This movie's awful. And then I went years just convinced myself I don't like Colin Farrell. And I saw Minority Report again, and I was like, holy fuck. Colin Farrell is a great actor. And since then, and this was a decade ago, more than that. um, But since then, every movie that comes out with Colin Farrell, and I'm like, Colin Farrell is one of the greatest. But I... But I never, like I never have that conversation about Mel Gibson and Gary Oldman. It was it was this movie that made me realize. Long story short, <laughs> I know people hate hearing that, especially after I've I've rambled for a while. <laughs> but it was this movie that made me realize, not that he deserves to be up there, but that the error that I've made for not putting him up there yeah, already. He's always been there. He's always yeah. been there. He's a tremendous actor. He's one of the greatest of all time. Um, I don't know. I think part of it. Maybe the movies he plays in, it's not that they're bad. It's not that they're bad movies, but it's they're you know like if we talk about like Fantastic Beasts, mm-hmm. Fantastic Beasts is a great movie, 
but it's great for so many reasons. Yeah. Not just everybody's individual acting abilities. It's like Harry Potter. You, all this magic and this lore and you're watching it and you're captivated and you're fascinated and you're watching it in a suitcase and there's all these animals in it. Yeah. And everything kind of overwhelms your senses. Yeah, it's not because of. Yeah, to where Colin Farrell doesn't really shine in it. He's yeah. great in it, but he's great in a sea of everything that's great. And then you get to see Batman where – I don't know. It's, it's hard, kind of the same it's, deal. It's the same deal, but he does but stand out. But he still sets it himself apart. Because he's ugly. Yeah, he's, he doesn't look like Colin Farrell. Even but he, prosthetics but he, aside, yeah, the way he he exactly embodies the character yep. and the way he portrays him as this mobster is insane. Yep. I'll spray paint your ass. Yeah, I'll spray paint your ass. But it was like I thought about it today when we were talking about how he does the thing where he shoots above his head, mm-hmm. and it was he's the one who did that for Grindelwald as well. Yeah, it's he really does like he becomes the character and he adds these small details into their characters to make them feel like real people. Yep. I think Colin Farrell is one of the greatest actors of all time. And the moment in the Batman when he's in um, the club, I don't think it's 44 below yet. 50 Cent just got like 120 bucks in royalties because you said in the club. That's true. Enjoy that, pity. Um, when he's in the club and he's talking to the penguin or whatever. Or no, yeah, after he beats the shit out of a bunch of guys in the club. And then penguin shows up behind him. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they're talking. And then he's like, Amaz. And he just smiles. That's it. He's got like three gold teeth. Yeah, and the smile is like, what the fuck is going on here? This is awesome. And, yeah, and it's weird because it's the small things that Absolutely. really that really bring the character to life. Because even like when he goes to shake his hand, right? He he doesn't like like woodenly like stick his hand out. He like has it up like this. He's like I'm Oz, and he like puts it up and like curves. Yeah, it's you know? insane. It feels real. It feels yep. like it's a weird thing to judge somebody's acting ability on, but it feels like that's how this character would do yeah. it. He wouldn't just I'm Oz and put yeah, his hand they out. They turn this he, character into their own thing. Yeah, I and love everything it. they do with it, you it's believe so good. it because it's they and, created it. Colin Farrell steals the show for me personally just because I'm borderline obsessed with Colin Farrell. Mm. But everybody in this movie does that. Dude. Yeah. Like, I stood by and was like, Robert pa- Robert Pattinson's going to kill it as Batman. I-, I have faith in him. I think he's a great actor after watching The Lighthouse. I, I don't have a single doubt Robert Pattinson is going to be a good Batman. And he was. And he was a good Bruce Wayne. But one thing I did not expect is the kid who plays Riddler to... Just knock it out of the park. Dude, have you not seen Prisoners? No. Good God. Paul Dano. That dude's on another level of acting all by himself. Dude, I thought that when he's... All by his damn self. When he's in the cell and he and he starts screaming, yeah. ah, no, no. I wasn't supposed to go yep. like this. Yep. Ah, he scream- and he holds the... Ah, for like yeah. seven seconds. And it's very like dull like, and flat. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, it doesn't fluctuate. Yeah, it's it's like what I planned everything <laughs> out. Yeah, he genuinely sounds crazy. We were supposed to be safe here. Yeah, but he he, did, he doesn't sound. He sounds mentally unstable. Uh-huh. Like he nails that so well. And then like when he, they plan his face against the counter, and he kind of like smiles, but then like holds his mouth open. Well, as soon as like, they slam him on the counter. Yeah. Obviously, if you haven't watched Batman, spoilers abound. Oh, abound, yeah. I didn't even think about it's that. It's been but, three weeks, and yeah. if you've heard our podcast, you know yeah. what's going to happen. But they, when they slam him down initially, just when his eyes go wide. 
Yeah. And his mouth's open and he's like just a fucking crazy person. Yep. And then he focuses on Batman and it all, there's like this clarity. Yep. And then click, smile. He's like, what the fuck is going on? He kills it, dude. Yeah. And the voice changes that he goes through between when he is the Riddler and when he's out of mask. Because he says to him, you know, I'm myself when I'm behind the mask. No shame. And when he's behind the mask, he's more flamboyant. You know, he's out there willing to, he's saying all this shit. And then when he's in prison and Batman's talking to him, he's a little more reserved. Mm -hmm. But it's. And even when, when they got the, I think, I think it's the DA, right? That is in the car. Yeah. Gil Coulson. Yeah. When he's got him in there and he's like. One of the many scars guards. Yeah. He goes to, yeah. He goes to say something and Riddler screams at him to shut up, like screams at him and like you you can hear where he, he's like, he's dropped his guard and he's let his character slip. Cause he just wants him to shut up. He's got a, he's, he's, he's got his point to make. He's got his game. He wants to play. It's so good. Yeah. It's so well done. Dude, that, that whole scene, does. the scene of Gil Colson with the color bomb on and then Riddler on the phone with the timer counting down and Batman there answering the riddles for Colson. Mm-hmm. That is a master yeah. class of, of nerve wrecking cinema. Yeah. It's so Cause, good. Cause even Colson, Kills it. Oh, dude. With yeah. the whole, like, you can see it and you can hear it. The the excitement at getting the answers because he's going to live. Yeah. And then the last question, and you can see his character and he switch. It down. And he's like, no. He's like, I'm and dead. And he knows he's going to die. And he's like, yep. if, if I go this way, then I die. If I tell you that name, then yep. a lot of people will die. Yep. And it's so good. It's this awesome. whole movie from beginning to end is just acting extravaganza. Yeah. Like, everybody kills it. It is. I mean, we haven't even talked about Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. I know. I was waiting because giving credit to all – because we're going to talk about Robert Pattinson. Sure. We're going to talk about Jeffrey Wright. We're going oh. to talk about Colin Farrell. We're going to talk about the guy who played Riddler. Yeah. But we're And we're going to talk about Zoe Kravitz. But it's also Coulson. And it's mm-hmm. also um, the, the guy with the mustache that she's torturing on the roof. Yeah. Um, um, it's fuck. it's also – Falcone, it's dude Tarturo. What yeah, the hell? Dude, every there's not a single person in this movie. No. Even the um the the one well, it never. I don't think it really says who she is. But the one woman who's like, we need to stop talking about this because right. you know what happened to that Russian girl. And then Zoe Kravitz goes and hunts her down, and you can like the you can hear the nervousness in her voice because she knows what's going to happen. Yeah, if she keeps talking, like every single person, and a lot of the people are never going to get that credit. Because Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz, right, and 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 Jeffrey Wright, right, and it's it's literally one of the it's it's a masterclass of acting from beginning to end. Every single person kills it. Oh, and Andy Circus, Andy Circus, dude, is Andy Circus made me realize you can't compare you can't compare Alfreds, Alfreds either. Yeah, they're completely different characters. Yep, they're they're so I can't I I'm can't stand be, like, to be a father to you. You're right. To be a father to oh, you. He was supposed to have a father, and all you had was me. And all you had was me. Oh, yeah, I, could, I could teach you to time. fight. Yeah. His accent is so good. His voice is so good. It's got that perfect level of just gravel. Yeah. And he's so good. Dude, that scene was every Dude, time. I've seen it four times. Tear-inducing <laughs> every fucking time. When he reaches out his hand, I'm like, oh, God. And then Robert Hanson grabs grab it. He's like, you know, I'm weep. <laughs> Had a father the whole time. <laughs> it's so good. Like, oh, 
Matt Reeves, dude, just crushed it. Just he crushed did. everything. He, he did. He knew what he was doing, and he set up a a bigger trilogy than I ever expected he was going to do with what he did to the characters. Sure, but what he did to Gotham in the first movie is what See, what it, the fuck is going to be happening in the next movie. And this is one of the coolest things because the comics always really, really not not all of them, but a lot of the great ones. That this one, this movie took inspiration from. They make Gotham, and this is going to seem redundant because everyone says this, but it's the truth. It's a good Batman story when Gotham itself is its own character in the story. And Matt Reeves transitioned that to film more than has ever been done as far as any, any films go. Absolutely. Matt Reeves actually created Gotham as its own character. Yeah. And no other film has, has managed to achieve it. And it's not, not to the detriment of the other films. But no. That wasn't what they were trying to do. Right. Absolutely. And Matt Reeves was, and he crushed it. Gotham is a character in the story. And it's it's played out yeah. perfectly. It's so good. And give that give that man whatever series he wants. Yeah. Whatever give movie, this man a shield. Whatever movie he wants to do, whatever trilogy he wants to do next. Yeah. If he goes to a studio and says, I have an idea for a movie, you fucking give it to him. Yeah. Do it. I because mean, whatever it is, no matter how – like if he came and wanted to, to my studio and wanted to do a Gummy Bears movie, I'd let him do it. Because like I know it's going to be interesting. He's going to develop it into something that's going to have my attention. Colin the red gummy bear. He's the red – Colin Farrell as Cherry. Cherry. Like I've never seen Cherry. Played out that way. Like I had, an, I had an idea it's in my so, head of what Cherry would be. It's amazing. And Colin Farrell took it to the next level. Colin Farrell, he becomes Cherry. <laughs> he's just like he ceases to be Colin Farrell, and boom, he's Cherry. He method acts. He just, cherry just all day. brings it to the table better than anybody else. <laughs> like I don't like even if Mel Gibson. <laughs> if you could imagine Mel Gibson yeah. as lime. Right, like I, it doesn't compare. Full this, I don't know what my obsession with with Mel Gibson is, but it's it's there. I'll admit it. Um, but now it is uh, Colin Farrell's. My obsession with Colin Farrell is catching up. No, yeah, I have obsessions with actors. I'm sure. I don't. I don't just like and dislike actors. No. I, I I love. And I hate, hate them. them or I obsess over them. Yep. And it's it's a leaderboard of <laughs> my obsessions. And right now, Colin Farrell's passing a lot of yeah. people. But he's passing people because I realized that he should have been ahead of these people a long time ago. A long Dude, time ago. And if ago. you want to accentuate it and just really rocket him up the charts. Yeah. You, Tell you, me a Colin Farrell movie to watch I haven't seen yet. Well, that, that show I was talking about, The Northwater, oh, you yeah. should watch that. It's Dude, only five, it's only five episodes. I saw that picture and I was like, I'm in. It's only five episodes. That's it. Honestly. An, an it, hour of pop. Any movie or show that allows him to go on a screen and speak with his accent oh. automatically gets bonus points. He... Yeah, because he, he never straight he, up accent. He never gets to. He's always somebody. Yep. But it, it's it's a bleak and depressing and outstanding and and weird thing that show. He's so good. It definitely gets sea shanty stuck in your head though. Oh, good. Leave her, Johnny. Johnny leave, leave her. Oh yeah, uh, it's all there. It's, it's all a there. long hard pull to mm-hmm, the next payday, mm-hmm. and it's time for us to leave her. The best thing to come out of Assassin's Creed Black Flag was the Absolutely. shanties. Um, and I, the gameplay was meh. The shanties, I sing them to this day. Oh yeah, and not to get off topic completely from the Batman. We don't have a topic. No, we don't truly. In watching the Northwater, 
I also realized that there's another actor that doesn't get nearly enough credit for being fucking awesome, hmm. and that is Stephen Graham. Uh... Um, and he looks like a Wahlberg. So <laughs> for most of my younger life, I was like, hey, there's another Wahlberg. There's no, 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 no. This dude can act circles around any Wahlberg. Stephen Graham. Yeah. If, if you looked him up, you would recognize him. All right. He pops up in a ton of TV stuff. But the dude is just fucking awesome. I think he's in Taboo with Tom Hardy, if I remember right. Taboo. All right. You know what? Everybody I said, let Colin Farrell be in your movie. Do whatever he wants. Let Matt Reeves do his movie. Whatever he wants. Somebody fucking make Taboo season two. Yeah. Come on, Tom. It is too good of a show to just be done. I mean, Tom Hardy and Ridley Scott were supposed to be putting their own money into it to make it happen. But it's been like four Uh, or five years, man. Tom Hardy developed the show. Yeah. He he created it with his dad, I think. Yeah, and Ridley Scott was something in there. I don't know what he did, but he was something. I think he probably produced it. Probably. Or something. Who am I looking up? Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham. Graham. Actor. It'll be like a classroom audience. Take this time. To Holy crap, he does look like a, Mo- a he, he looks like a Wahlberg. But he's a better actor than any Wahlberg out there, I can tell you that. I've seen him in a lot of things, but... Uh, to, all right, all right. To be fair, to be fair... It depends on the movie that Mark Wahlberg's in. Oh, I'm not saying Mark Wahlberg's a bad actor. No, I know, I know. But I don't think he's as good as this but Stephen Graham guy. I, I think in Four Brothers, Mark Wahlberg at his peak is greatness incarnate. Yeah, and I think one of the problems is Wahlberg has kind of fallen into this stage that The Rock is in. Where they're, they're, they're stereotyped or they're typecast. Yeah. When they're good actors... But the studios think that people just want this out of them. They want The Rock with one-liners, and they want Wahlberg doing one-liners. He was Detective Mulligan in Carnage 2. I knew I had just seen him. Oh, in uh, Venom 2? What did I say? Carnage Carnage 2. Yeah, Yeah, Carnage (laughs) 1. Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. He was Mulligan. I didn't realize he was in that. Mulligan. He's a great actor, though. Mulligan. I think he's the detective who, like, isn't he the detective who, like, dies at the end, but then, like, comes back to life? Mm, good point. Like yeah. leading up to yeah. what yeah, the yeah, yeah. fuck is going on for Carnage yeah. Three? Correct. Ven- Venom Three? Yeah. Carnage but yeah, Three. He's he's a good actor. He's, he's a, great a great actor, actor. and he's it, in a lot of TV shows. And it's like, dude, I think, fuck. I think a, it's a lot of those highly talented middle age range actors that do get swept under the carpet a lot. That are just amazing. That are just such good actors. Yep. Um, they get overshadowed by. Obviously, the younger generation of actors and then people who – like people like him who are never like the main guy, but they really help bring stories to life. Like like the guy who plays Lestrade and and Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock Holmes movies. Yep. That guy's a great actor. He is. But because he's not Robert Downey Jr., because he's not Jude Law – Kind of does but without it, him, none of it works. Yeah, he, you, know, he, you need the minor you, characters. You to be need good. Lestrade. Yeah, in a Sherlock Holmes movie. Yep, and he kills it. But in any movie, the minor characters have to be good. They have to. Or be. my, or it takes me out of it. Yeah, you know, I can't watch something. I mean, a great example is The Wheel of Time. I know the the main actress. Um, fuck, she plays in Doom. Rosamund Pike. I know she's she plays a great in Doom. Actress. Yeah, she's uh the the. Samantha. Yeah. I didn't know she was in one of the time. I'll yeah. watch it. I'll watch it for her alone. I know she's a great actress. I know that. And she's great, great in the show. 
But every other but side actor is awful. Yeah. So I can't continue watching because, yeah, Rosamund Pike's great. The show's bad because everyone else is bad. For me personally, if you love it, great. Um, I get that. But that that's how I feel. You know, you're, And it speaks back to the Batman. When, when everyone's good, your immersion is 100%. Yeah. You're 100% in when every time you see and someone the, on screen they're good. There's just something to be said about a movie when the when the the side characters are so good that the main characters don't stand out. Everybody in this story is phenomenal. But speaking of like um the actors who get kind of swept under the rug because they're not the main characters in the last like month I started following I've always loved him, obviously, but I haven't, I've, I haven't really followed his whole career. But in the last month, I've started following Ian Glenn on Instagram and Graham McTavish. And these guys are both guys that do not get the attention they deserve as actors. Dude, Graham McTavish is so good. Yeah. Yes, he is. The Onion Knight. The Onion Knight. Yeah, from Game of Thrones. Graham McTavish? Yeah. Does he know it? I don't believe so. What? The Onion Knight? I'm trying to think of the Onion Knight from Game of Thrones. It's the, obviously the dude a... with his knuckles in his in the sack. It hangs around his neck. They jokingly call him the Onion Knight. Dude. Total blank. Am I? You're kill you're to- total either blank. I'm wrong or I'm surprised that you're Forgetfulness of this yeah. guy. Oh, don't be surprised at my forgetfulness. I'll, even when I'm not drinking, never be surprised. Graham McDavish. The Onion Knight is a very familiar term, and I feel like it's right there on the tip of my brain. But I can't... Uh, of course, I'm going to look it up, and I'm going to be just wrong. I am wrong. He's not the Onion Knight. I mean, he, Loris. He's in The Hobbit. He's not The Onion Knight. Yeah, he, he's dwelling in The Hobbit. Yeah, he, I knew that, but in my mind, wow, I sound like an idiot now. Was The Onion Knight not Loris? Because um, Loris Baratheon was, was a great knight. Of and I feel like he was The Onion Knight. No, now that I'm thinking about it, wow, I feel so stupid now. Because, Onion. Because I sort of fell on Graham McTavish because I thought he was... The Onion Knight. There's probably not a damn Onion Knight in Game of there Thrones is. at all. There is. There's a guy in my head. <laughs> I know who I'm thinking of. You know what? Instead of going to IMDb, I'm just going to Google. Just Google Onion Knight. That'll tell you. Ah, the Google box. Boom. Oh, holy shit. Davo Seaworth. Yes. Duh. I'm a fucking moron. Yes, the Onion Knight. Davo Seaworth. What's the actor who plays him? No idea. Absolutely none. But he's phenomenal. And I feel bad that I don't know his Davos name. Davos Seaworth. I forgot he was called the Indian Knight because he's not He's not a Liam fighter. Cunningham. Liam God, Cunningham. I do feel go. stupid because they're, he's not even close to Graham McTavish. <laughs> both they both these, have beards. Are, so Graham McTavish is an amazing, highly underrated actor. For sure. I don't want to take – I was thinking of Liam, Liam Cunningham when I said it. Both these guys are great. But no, he's the he's not the Onion Knight. He, there's a conversation where he's talking with somebody 
and they're talking about how the great houses have their sigils or whatever. And the other guy says that his house could be the onion and he calls him the onion knight, but it's not like a legitimate thing. It's kind of like a one yeah. conversation where it's like, you right. could be the onion knight. And Davos, man, I, I hate myself. Yeah, because he's one of the he's one of the greater characters in Game of Thrones. Absolutely, that gets shadowed by the quote unquote important characters of Game of Thrones because he he stands side by side with some of the great players of Game of Thrones. He's he's the most level headed. I would, I mean, I would argue the most level headed of every character. Oh, in he's Game up of there. He's with, right there. He's up there. He like. I love him. He's basically a copy paste of, of of Jorah Mormont. He's there at the side of somebody who's bad. Mm-hmm. They're going to do bad things, but they're loyal to that person. Yeah, and they're trying to be the voice of reason to that person, and trying to keep them grounded and doing the right thing, even though it's a lost cause. Neither one of these characters is ever going to be saved, right. but they're both. Fight to the bitter end, dude, <laughs> and you really get to see Jorah Mormont fight to the bitter fucking end, all the way. Which, speaking of Ian Glenn, I love him. Praise be, I do. Um, it just hit me. Yeah, like, are we ever going to get back to that point where we're talking about Batman? Probably not. No, <laughs> Game of Thrones was appointment television. Hmm? Like, we fucking bought tubs of ice cream to celebrate new episodes when it had been gone for a year. And we'd all get together. Everyone I knew would get together to watch Game of Thrones. It was it was an event. Every episode was a fucking event. Well, what, what great thing. Like, I can't think of a single show currently that, that gets to that level. Like, will we ever have a show that big again? That's just appointment television Every fucking time, because of itself, I want to I want to separate it by saying that, like you have a Star Wars where it's like, yep, we got to get together. It's Star Wars. That's not no, right. no, no, because of its own IP, its own thing. It's appointment television for the world. I uh, sadly, I think probably not. I think so too. And I don't think we'll I ever think get back to the it. The biggest problem with it is because of streaming services. Yeah, they've gotten so big now. They've yeah. gotten to where. That, that's what we do. Yeah, you binge you know, watch we, Stranger we Things when we, it comes yeah, out. You we know? don't throw it on the HBO channel. We don't throw it on TV. Yeah. We put it on HBO Max. Yeah, for and, sure. And now we've gotten to this point now where like everybody's doing it. HBO Max is doing it. Netflix is doing it. Uh, where they're announcing a show and then putting it up. Like, there, there's no hype for it. They're like, hey, coming out this week is the show you've never heard of. We're we're just talking about it now, and it's coming out next week. And I don't feel I think they're not hyping things like they used to. Yeah, the marketing's not there. Yeah, the marketing's not there, and maybe it's because all the money's going into the shows themselves, and there's no money left for marketing. Right. Budgets. But something like Game of Thrones didn't need it. Like the word of mouth alone created this monster. Yeah, it went the whole route of like, like insulting people almost like. <laughs> You, you don't watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. What's wrong with you? You don't right. watch Game of Thrones? You should watch Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is the greatest thing of all time. You should watch Game of Thrones. And someone would be telling you that, and you would literally legit have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. But they're just like, how could you not know? Yeah. And, and then, then you, you watch have it. to watch it, and you're then like, you oh, fuck, it. how did I not know? And you become that person where yeah. you're telling somebody, you don't watch Game of Thrones? You should watch Game of Thrones. It's the greatest thing of all time. And it, I just have to stop and think, will that ever happen again? I think... 
I hope it does. I do too. It was exciting. The, pro- the problem is we have so many streaming services and every streaming service has their own extremely high budgeted show. Sure. But not everybody has every single streaming service. So while I'm watching a show that I think is great, Billy's watching a different show on a different streaming service that he thinks is great. And when we talk about it, I don't want that streaming service. Yeah. I don't want that extra charge. Neither does Billy. So we don't have that same thing. What also comes back to, though, is is Game of Thrones had that luxury of cliffhangering a season on the Red Wedding. Yeah. And then there was a year and two months of people mm-hmm. saying, have you watched the show? Because it's in their mind the whole time. Yeah. Where are we going after this? Yeah. So what happens after this? Yeah. So for a year and a half, they're talking to everyone they see, like, you need to watch this so we can talk about this. Yeah. You know, now we get Netflix who drops the whole show. Yeah. You watch it in a week. I hate We need to get back to the to one again. episode a week. We do. I hate it because I hate waiting. But yep. honestly, for the, for the social aspect of it, yeah. and like you said, make an event out of things, for- like we did... Game of Thrones, because I remember crying into my giant bowl of ice cream as Jorah Mormont got stabbed to death. Yep. Um, Buying the Game of Thrones beers in anticipation of the new season. Absolutely. Absolutely. The Johnny Walker, uh, Johnny Johnny White Walker whiskey. Yep. Was great. I wish we could get back to that. You make an event out of your show. Like now you drop the whole show and we're all done with it in a week and that's it. Absolutely. On to the next thing. What's up? What else can I find? I feel like we as a society need to step up. Like in many ways, and not not the streaming services, nothing. Like they've already dropped the ball, so we need to. A show comes out, we need to start hyping it. Going right. to, go to social media, yeah, telling all our friends, "Yo, this show is out. You need to watch it, so we can talk about it. Tell your friends they need to watch yeah. it, so you guys can talk about it, and just start spreading it." As I best do that as can. much as I can. I we, mean, I've I've hyped raised by wolves to the very few people I know. You, Chris, Lauren. I know that's my fault. I haven't watched it. I wanted to because of my obsession again oh. with Travis Fimmel oh. because I get incredibly obsessed, as I said. Oh, yeah. And he, I think he's already in his young acting career one of the greatest to ever grace the screen. I mean, what we do best on the show is jump all over the board. Yep. So speaking of Travis Fimmel, I will do just that. Um, Dirty Black Bag. Yeah. I watched the first episode. Did you? Where'd you uh, watch it at? On a, I, I subscribed to AMC Plus just to watch it. <laughs> Um, only to find out by the end of the episode that Travis Fimmel is the producer of the show. He's not in it. Uh, not according to IMDb. It says he's in eight episodes. IMDb has no idea what they're talking about. He's not in any of the episodes. (laughs) He's the producer of the show. Um, it's not awesome. They, they try to go for stylized Western but I, it doesn't. I, I've only seen the first episode, but it's not really clicking for me. I'll continue to see where it's going, but I, I don't know. The acting is strange. It does feel very spaghetti, like they they try to 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 make it flamboyantly western, and it works in that aspect. But the actors don't really hook me. So I'm not sure if I'm going to like it. I'll give it a few episodes. We'll see what happens. But initially, it's like, meh. It's got some cool visuals. The soundtrack's amazing. Which, the soundtrack was done by Giacchino. So I wonder if he's related to Michael Giacchino, who sound, who did the soundtrack for the Batman. Which is amazing. Uh, soundtrack's awesome. But overall, we'll have to wait and see. After one episode, I'm very meh. 
on the, on the show. I don't know, for whatever reason, I can't search on things on IMDb. I'm on IMDb and I hit the search button and nothing happens. That's because you're not worthy. Yeah. IMDb deems only certain folks worthy of searching. Do you know who I am, IMDb? IMDb is inaccurate very often these days, though. So I've I've abandoned it as as a source for things. Now, now I just rely on Google. Oh, <laughs> all yeah. by itself. Yeah, Google's the answer yeah, for all yeah, things. Google's got it right. It just it just pisses me off that it's not fucking working. Like, I go from zero to ten so fast. Like, you're up, and the ads are swiping through. Right. So, so the website's working 100%. But when I hit but the, search, the button, search button, nothing fucking happens. It turns blue. Buckus. It recognizes that I'm pushing the search button. Oh, yeah. You, uh, and again, like I said, zero to, zero to ten. Like, chuck my phone and kick the nearest baby in the face. <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. Technology is so stupid. Work. Oh, yeah. All right. Travis Scott. No, it's a rapper. That's, yeah, that's the not the one you want. You? Travis Fimmel. Dirty Black Bag. One season. That's weird. Yeah, it has him in here as the cast. But then he doesn't have a name below him. What are you guys doing? They don't know. What's going on? When you man? when you get to the end of the episode and it rolls credits, it it says you know, producer, executive producer, all that shit, and Travis Fimmel's on all that, but he's not actually in the show. Somebody googled is Travis Fimmel a nice person? I bet he is. Oh, I bet he I is. I bet he's the nicest person. Oh, especially. I, I bet can't... there's not a person on this planet nicer than Travis Fimmel. I was going to say something that speaks to his character, but I can't because just saying it alone is spoilery for Raised by Wolves. So I cannot say that, um, but I feel like he is, and he does his own stunts, which is interesting because he does something wild. Well, he's in Raised by Wolves season two, young and in great shape. Yeah, but this was this was crazy. Like in this stunt, they okay. said they only gave how him many a episodes did you watch of Dirty Black? Yeah, Back. they're releasing them weekly. There's only one out right now. He's in episode two. Oh, interesting. It, it pops up on here. It said he's in six episodes. I thought there would only be six episodes. There's I think not. eight. Yeah. So it says here, when you click on his his name, it pops up. The uh, first one pops up season one, episode two. That's so, not out yet. So, so he's going to be he's going to be in it because I thought for sure the trailer one of the characters was him. It See, I never like watched him. the yeah. trailer, so I don't know. But after but one tra- episode, trailer, I was disappointed because he wasn't in it. The trailer, dude. Everything happens so fast. Like I literally thought one of the guys was Jeffrey Wright, but if you if you look at the guy, he's white. But but the way the the it's it sounds awful, but the way the trailer is shot, he's standing in the dark with his hat casting shade on his face, and he's got this big bushy, bushy mustache, and it happened so fast. Yeah, and You're like, like oh Jim Gordon. Yeah, I was like that's Jeffrey Wright. Where's Travis Fimmel? Because you can't, like, everybody's face is on there for like a second and a half, and then they're gone. So, but I thought I'd recognize Travis Fimmel, but it went so fast. Yeah, I Whoever's in charge of their advertising needs, well, no, like, I want to say needs kicked, but, like, it piqued my interest in the show. Yeah. Because I was like, what the, what what's going on in this? It's not a Western. 
There's some sort of cult and an all-seeing eye and a dagger and an axe. I don't know. I haven't got there and yet. And apparently what's in the dirty black bag is somebody's severed head. Many severed heads. Ah. Many. The bag doesn't look that big. <laughs> it's pretty big. Oh, the it's, trailer, com- the tra- it's comically big. The trailer didn't the make show. it look big at all. In the show, you're like, how many heads you got in there, bro? Because I got like 20. Joe Pesci's eight heads in a duffel bag. <laughs> yep. Ah. Um, yeah. The the first episode leans less on the cultish side and more on the western side, but the western side is almost goofy at times. Huh. I don't know. I'll keep watching to see if I like it, but... It, it's AMC. Yeah, I mean... It's AMC, which most of their shit is shit. Yeah. But I just praised the North Water. That was AMC, and was it's it? amazing. Dude, so. dude, you know what? Yeah. Um, Pierce Brosnan's The Sun was incredible. It was. It was incredible. I didn't finish it, but it was... What I've seen of it was so good that I can't wait to finish it, but I don't know if it got canceled or if it's done. I feel like maybe it was just a one 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 season thing, kind of like Northwater. It was at least two. Was it? Okay, maybe not. I like the whole big budget. It seems like a TV show, but it's five or six episodes and it's done. I like that. Yeah, there is that a place in our society for things that last one, two seasons. Absolutely. Two, three seasons. On, when things start going for 11, 12, 13, 14 seasons, I lose interest. I you know Supernatural is a good example. Yeah. I watched Supernatural one, two, and three, seasons one, two, and three. Dude, I made it all the way through season six. I watched seasons one, two, and three when Eleven was just coming to Netflix, and they were filming season twelve. I got halfway through season four when I realized they weren't done. They weren't even thinking of talking about discussing about being done, and then so I was done. I was like, I'm, "This is too much." I made it through there's, six seasons. There's dude. twenty. 30 whatever episodes a season, I'm done. And I can keep going if you guys tell me now that you're done. I'll continue. But if the end isn't even in sight, I'm done. But I've I've since sworn myself off. Any show that comes out, if the seasons are longer than 12 episodes, I will not watch them. And that sounds <laughs> terrible. But I don't have time. I have to pick my time carefully. Yeah. The time that I have... I can't devote it to watching something that I'm going to have to watch for 72 months I to can't, finish. I can't devote it to watching one thing. Yeah. Because because if I if this thing is 40 episodes a season or if the episodes are all well no nothing really does that. But if if there's 40 episodes a season, if there's 30 episodes a season, then I can't watch this and watch something else. I have to devote my free watching time to watching this and this alone so that I can get through it. No, thank you. No. Blacklist is the same thing. I love Blacklist when it came out, but it's like 23 to 26 episodes per season. And they're not 20-minute episodes. They're full 45 45 minutes an hour. That's too much. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Make your make your season short, please. And if you're going, there needs to be an in between. If you're going to do that, if you're going to do twenty episodes, if you're going to do thirty episodes an hour apiece, then you need to be three seasons or less. Yeah, you can't be twelve fucking seasons. No, it's too much. Damn it. Yep, it is. Especially now, and like we've talked about for the last however long, streaming is so big. There's yeah. so much content. There's so much shit to you watch. Can pick and choose. It's everywhere. If I have to choose your show or three other shows. I'm going to choose the three other shows. Yep. If I can watch these three shows and the amount of time it takes to watch your one show, I'm going to watch these. And I know it does suck. It does sound awful because if your show is a work of art, then it should be appreciated as a work of art. 
And I feel like I am okay at judging when a show is a work of art. Yeah. And you can tell what speaks to you right away. Like, okay, this works. Blacklist is one of those shows that it is a work of art. It's It's a a great great show. show. It's a great acting show. It's a great written show. And then it just doesn't end. It drags on and on. It's like watching the MLB. There's 126 (laughs) episodes. Eight of them matter. Yep. So so I'm done. Yep. I'm out. Yep. It's all filler, man. It's all filler. It's all filler. Yep. Can't do it. Oh, another episode just to show me that James Spader's character is a badass who doesn't care about anybody. No. Something that I figured out seven episodes ago. Maybe he's still Elizabeth's dad. We don't know. Yeah. We'll maybe, never know. Maybe he is her dad. Maybe he isn't her dad. Maybe he cares about her like a dad. Maybe he doesn't care about her. Yeah. Maybe it's all part of his game. But maybe he's her dad. I, I don't care. doesn't matter. I don't over care. Over and when over you, and When you over. drag it on that much, I stop caring if he is or not. Just tell me if he is or not. And I dude, I think the show's still going on. I, I stopped so. watching it like I know they five did, they, years ago. They did a spinoff, a different show about huh. the blacklist. But I don't think it lasted, which I, I was happy with. Thank goodness. Walking a, Dead. A part of me was like, <laughs> Fucking blacklist. Spinoffs and The Walking Dead, they're all together. Dude, The Walking Dead's like four shows now. The Walking Dead is the greatest fall. Like, people say Game of Thrones was the greatest fall. No. No, no, no. The Walking Dead was peak television. It was awesome in every way. And it plummeted so far, so fast. I've never seen a show go so fast from being that high on the list of greatest shows of all time too unbearable to watch. Yeah, you can't even watch it. It's unwatchable. Yeah. Season one, two, three, amazing. Season yeah. four, pretty good. Yeah. Five. Uh, and then it just it gets it goes from being amazing to being okay to being I'm four Terrible. seasons behind and I've got no <laughs> desire to ever fucking watch it. It's nope. swill. It's it's awful. It's garbage. It's trash water. And it really started. It started to decline. But when Glenn and Abraham get hammered by Negan, that whole season, I think that's five or six, was terrible, and it never recovered. No. The only good thing about that season where they die is Abraham Lincoln's act. Abraham Lincoln's acting was what the hell? Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> He was the vampire slayer, you know. He lives in you. <laughs> you said it twice. You tried to re- correct yourself. Abraham Lincoln's acting. Uh-huh. Abraham Lincoln's acting. I repeat, Abraham Lincoln, Andrew Lincoln, for the love of God. I tried to correct myself. I corrected myself with the same name. <laughs> That's awesome. Because you're talking about his acting, and Abraham Lincoln died in the theater. <laughs> or did he? Like, you're praising his acting. Somebody else did not like it. John Wilkes Smith was just a crazed fan. He was a critic. This guy sucks. He he's a, to die. He's a, he's a critic. Oh, you're right. And this guy's a terrible Ooh. actor. Click, click. Oh. Anyway, Andrew Lincoln is a phenomenal Andrew, actor. You should check him Andrew out. Andrew Lincoln <laughs> is a phenomenal actor. He continued to be good as the show plummeted. <laughs> Andrew Lincoln was a great actor. Terrible president. Terrible president. <laughs> Worst I've ever seen. Cool. Coral. Oh, that dude, he, he is. He is a great actor to the point where it's like, 
I want to see what him playing something else. I want to see his where his career goes. I don't want to watch The Walking Dead anymore. No. At all. And he hasn't been in it. I know, but I stopped watching before he left. Me too. And I have no desire to watch those episodes. Between the gap between when I stopped to when he leaves, nothing in there interests me. No. So No, he, he I watched to the to the end of that season with the whole Glenn Abraham Negan thing. Me too. And then he kills Negan, you think, by cutting his throat with glass. Which no, would kill a like, person. Awesome. Correct, it would. But no, because Negan's bleeding out, and he's like, hey, you doctor chick, come over here and stitch him up. And I'm like, huh? Yeah, it doesn't work And then all way, of a sudden, bro. Negan's fine, and he's in prison, and Lincoln and, and Rick's like, yeah, we're going to keep him in there. And Maggie's like, fuck you, I want, I want him dead. And I'm like, yeah. what am I watching? Maggie made the right call on that one. Yeah. But also, this is my problem with like the whole rivalry between him and Daryl. You're going to convince Ugh. me. You're going to convince me everything they've been through since season one, and all of a sudden they're now trying to kill sudden, each other. They're going to go that hard against each other. Like, and I get like it's still one of the most watched shows ever. Everybody still loves it. It's but so it's bad. like it's. I'm going to fuck I'm who so, thinks I, it's great. Like if you bad. like it, whatever. It's a very, yeah, like it great. It's, bad. it's a very poorly written show. <laughs> they they went from being that's the thing is it, it wasn't just a good show that I enjoyed watching. It was such a well written show. It was, it was such a well-written show that has fallen to a terribly written show. The things don't make sense. The things people are doing don't make sense. The logic. It's, things, TV shows, like, it's always the when, character logic. When you're in The Walking Dead, you're like, zombies are everywhere. Ammo is scarce. Let's save our ammo. Let's use blades and blunt weapons. Then you go to Morgan's magic staff. Ammo is scarce. Let's not use. Ammo is scarce. Ammo is scarce. Ammo is scarce. Then you go from that to, uh, what? Rick and his group just shooting 5,000 rounds into Negan's warehouse. Just nonstop, just unloading like a Steven Seagal movie with no reload, just wasting ammo right and left to the point where all this, now, all the zombies are here now, you dumb fucks. What are you doing? It's It's stupid. In the world that you live in, you're not going to do that with a precious commodity like ammo. Yeah, that would be that would be like me right now getting a gold brick and throwing it in the ocean. Right. Just throwing away something valuable and precious that I can't live without. Just chuck it. And even if you're trying to draw the zombies in, blow something up. Yeah. Don't waste all of your ammunition. Yeah, do something do something where you can be away from the point of the sound. See, the thing about firing a gun, the sound is right where you're standing. Yeah. That's where the zombies are going to be going. (laughs) Yes. If I plant a bomb or a barrel that explodes on your factory, I can leave the area before the zombies get – it doesn't make sense. No. And you guys have been living in the zombie-infested world for a decade? You should know this. And you do know this because previous episodes have showed us that you know this. But now all of a sudden, out of your mind. You don't know it. It doesn't make sense. Because writers get paid a lot of money to be – TV writers get paid a lot of money yeah. to be awful. Yeah. Awful. It's it's poor writing. It is. And then – I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But not being in a hospital with a bunch of modern-day equipment, you're going to just convince me that you stitched his throat and he survived? No. There are veins and things. You can't just stitch the skin and call it a day. No, after that finale, I was like, what am I watching? I love you, Andrew Lincoln. Um, 
this has been a great show that I've been a part of for a long time. I'm just going to convince myself you killed Negan and that's the end. It's yeah. over. And I was like, I'm done with this. It's, it's, over. it's not going to get better from here. This season has declined so far. I know it's bad. I'm done. And after that, I had all the omnibus of the comics. I had the the six scale figure. I sold all of it. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. you had the Rick I was Grimes like, no, figure. This is all bad and I'm done with it. Figure was good, too. Okay. Yeah, it was a good figure, but nah, fuck it. Bad and they should feel bad. Carl, Carl, Carl. Dude, the scene where he's down on his knees when they're all against him because of how radical and he's Alexandria. been. Alexandria, yeah, in Alexandria, he's down me. and he's like, "You need me." There's blood on his face and he looks crazy before Michonne knocks him out. You stupid hot bitch. And, yeah, oh yeah. And it's like, nah, that. I it was like then. I'm like, yeah, he's 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 amazing. He's Abraham, amazing. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln is so good. <laughs> so good. How the fuck did we get off to talking about The Walking Dead? Uh, I don't know. It's your fault, I'm sure. I, the hardest thing for me is going to be titling this episode. Like Just We've done a lot it. of episodes about a lot of dumb Ev- shit. Everything. Yeah, but we kind of had a, a point and then just got off in the weeds. <laughs> this whole episode's been weeds. We started out in the weeds. Yeah. And then we just kept trekking. Yeah. We're like the dudes from The Road to El Dorado. That trail that we blaze. <laughs> <laughs> We're bald deep in the weeds. Where do we go? The uh, the weeds fall. It's just a solid yep. rock. That trail. That trail that we blaze. Dude, that's a good ass movie. I, I haven't, haven't seen that in years, I haven't man. seen that movie. I was probably like eight or ten years old because mom and all of them hated it. Oh, <gasps> no. Yeah. yeah. Be- well, because two characters have sex in it. And so it's. Do they? Oh, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, the when it came out, I watched it like four times in a row. I loved it. the The main, the main dude. I, I know young. it's about two main dudes, yeah. but the 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 dark haired dude falls in love with the yeah, one the, native. Yeah, there's one scene where he's. I think the blonde oh, yeah, guy pops his head up, trying and, to get her his attention or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. pop up from the bottom of the TV. Oh yeah, and then she pops up. Yeah, they're in there from fucking. under him. So so they're having sex. Oh yeah. Or, you know, whatever. And the most innocent of things, he's on top of her making out with her, getting ready to have sex. They haven't done it yet. As as innocent as you can get, they're getting ready to have sex. Sure. And because of that, we, it was awful. It was bad. We should, and we weren't allowed to watch it. So we just, we just put in the Prince of Egypt. And, uh, (laughs) that was allowed. That was a good movie. Yep. Oh god! I have all these songs in my head. Looking through heaven's eyes. Yeah. To be fair, Prince of Egypt is a good movie. Yeah, it's an entertaining movie. It's a good movie, and the songs are awesome. But El Dorado is not a bad movie because it's DreamWorks, and DreamWorks isn't Disney, so characters are allowed to have sex. Dude, was DreamWorks the one that did that Ants movie? It was violent as all fuck. I yep. love that movie. Yep. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Um, There's a fucking war with the I wasn't allowed to watch that one either. Really? Yeah. Because the that, violence? that came out about the same time as A Bug's Life. So Much different. Yeah. Yeah. We went to, it was called TJ's, was our local movie rental place. And we got Ants after we'd seen A Bug's Life, Uh-oh. thinking it was the same vein as A Bug's Life, nope. and it's not in nope. the same vein. It's, it's not better. even in the same body <laughs> as A Bug's Life. And uh, I remember nothing about it, because I remember they are at war with termites. That's it, termites. But that is all I remember. Well, That's there it. is still there is still a war scene with, like, caterpillars or some shit. I remember the war scene because I remember like there being a six bazillion ants, yep. and, and then these... the enemy bug like runs down the hill yep. and crushes but the. That's ants. all I remember. That's all yeah. I remember. I don't There's remember so much else. violence. 
Like there's an ant with his, his bottom half his torso torn off and he's screaming out while the other yes. ant's holding him. It's awesome. It's good, wholesome child shit. See, I, I don't get what people throw – because in my mind, that's what makes it funny because it's ants. And they're taking a very serious – Dude, I crush ants with my thumb every day. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like, oh, it, fucking ant. It's like, it's like the um, – in my mind, it's the same type of humor as Night at the Museum. When Night at the Museum and all the small guys, Owen Wilson and the one guy, I forget his name. I do too. But, but I know he's the same guy about. from Tropic Thunder, I believe. Oh, yeah. They're out there and they're they're letting the air out of the tire. And they're like, ah! <laughs> and then the camera pans out to yeah. what a human would see and there's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing dead silence. Yeah. And then it goes back to them. And you see the one like random guy blow away blow in the background. Away. And he just, ah! He falls and he's gone. <laughs> and then it zooms back out and no sound, no nothing. <laughs> And that, I love that kind of humor. Yeah. Because in my mind, the camera's down there. Ants and other bugs are slaughtering each other, cutting each other in half. It's just but a it's going to pop out. Summer day. And it's a peaceful summer day. Yeah. Like nothing's actually happening. Nope. We're not aware of anything. <laughs> but ants are down there bleeding and screaming and yeah. like saving Private Ryan style. Yep. It's kind of like humans live their lives in general, oblivious to the oblivious other world's problems. Like Bjorn thinks about dwarves. Yeah. Oblivious to any lives they deem lesser than their own. Yeah. That's humanity, man. It is. It is. It's, it is. We live in our peaceful, you know, countries that aren't ravaged and just think, oh, good day. Yeah. When it's a terrible day for someone. Good <laughs> God. Oh, we get dark. Yes. <laughs> the longer it goes. Yeah. The, the more we get into the weeds, we find our way to the swamp. <laughs> Every time. Just, 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 we start off in a nice field and end up in the shit. End up as the Drunken Irish songs, and they all died. <laughs> I wish I could remember for the life of me what that's from, but I cannot remember. Me either. Sounds familiar, but it's, I have no it's idea. It's not the Will Ferrell thing, because the Will Ferrell, and their Harry Potter books were burned. <laughs> I remember... <laughs> A sketch, and I don't know if it's like a Saturday Night Live sketch or if it's something from Family Guy or American Dad, but they make a joke about depressing Irish songs, and it flips. That's the problem. I can't even remember if it's live action or if it's cartoon, but I remember it flipping, and there being an Irishman sitting in a chair in the dark with just a spotlight on him, and that's his song, and they all... (laughs) died and it goes off <laughs> that just feels like family guy to me yeah i know it feels know like it family guy because i just recently rewatched all of it but i've googled that so much <laughs> and the only thing that ever pops up depression Irish songs is will ferrell yeah the hold on it's, it's my line it's my line and he turns around and their harry potter books were burned <laughs> like what <laughs> which i'm not i'm never disappointed when i search it and find that because that, so that scene cracks me up Oh my gosh, Will Ferrell. Oh yeah. But anyways. Anywho. Yeah. We were talking about something once. I don't know. We were we were talking about a lot of somethings. Dude, every something. Colin Farrell. Yeah, there we go. And the boners rise. <laughs> um Man, whoever listens to this show. You know Bless what? you. Yeah, bless, bless you, bless you, laddie. Bless the one person in Ireland who keeps listening. Yes, whoever is listening in Ireland every time, you're the fucking best. But I always wonder, and I think I've said this on the show before, but I always wonder: Do they listen? Like 
so we're in the car working during the day, listening to an audiobook or whatever, and and that's that. But I always have to stop and wonder if I were to put on my own show, <laughs> but someone else was doing it, would I sit and listen <laughs> all day? Like, so I always have to stop, especially in episodes like this one, where we're just all over the place. Yeah. But I can't help but wonder, would I listen to this? And I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> because I've never, obviously, of all the podcasts and things I've listened to, nothing's like See, this. I think here's the problem, and the answer to it all, um, it's, situ- it's situational. I were at work. Driving for or driving from the house to work, what I put on our podcast, or say there's a podcast exactly the equivalent of ours, so my bias about myself or my friend is out of it. Would I listen to it for an hour, two hours, two and a half hours, three hours? No, I would not. If I sit in a home and had six beers and was <laughs> drunk, got a good buzz going. Got a, a glass of whiskey in front of me. Would I listen to this podcast for yeah. an hour, two hours? Two and a, yes, I would. And see, that is what because, our whole thing's predicated on: <laughs> drunks. Because, Are there enough drunks out there to give a shit? I would be drunk and be like, "Finally, somebody said it." Or I'd be drunk, and be like, "Who fuck the that fuck guy. are these guys? Who what do they think? They who are? do they think they are?" And then I would listen to the rest of it. Yeah, because that's what YouTube has become. It is, and that's why we really need to get our fat asses on YouTube. Because we're just going to name every single episode ten reasons why Zack Snyder's movies are terrible. Yeah, right. And just let their fan base click over our videos click and bait, start bro. every episode with JK LOL. So, anyways, that new movie that's out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Here's the ten reasons why it's not as good as Zack Snyder. Um, but that's the thing about YouTube. Like, I have a, a more of a tendency, speaking to what I was just talking about, to go home, turn on YouTube, see a video. Okay, I'm interested in that. Click it. Sit there, listen to someone say stupid shit for an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah, and there because you you put it on in the background and listen to it while you do something else, yep. which doesn't make sense because you can do the same thing with podcasts. Sure, but it just seems more. But you can throw it up on your TV. On your and TV. For me, that's yep. that's the thing. Actually, it's probably what it is because you, your phone is free then. Absolutely, your phone is free to to send your messages or to watch text someone or else do say something else because yeah. your TV is yep. what you're using. So your phone is free to do whatever. So yeah, it's a good point. We yep. need to get on YouTube. So everyone that listens, one of these days, you'll see our ugly mugs on YouTube. And those of you I'm going to get a listened, shake first. Oh, yeah. Those of you that have listened to this thing from the beginning, make it to YouTube. And we'll, like, give you exclusive shit whenever yeah. it happens. Like, Join our, you, well, just hit us up and be like, hey, you get a f- I've been listening from the beginning. I'd be like, you motherfucker. I'm going to send you. Can you do that? Can you send people beer? Yeah. yeah. I guess if I buy it from a site that's legally allowed to sell it. I'm not going to send you my own tub hooch. That's true. <laughs> you find out where they live and order it from yeah, there. Yeah. And send it I don't to send you mine. <laughs> I made this in my bathtub specifically for you. Get your own alcohol. <laughs> it's my precious. Like I made this for you and send them a bottle of, of rubbing alcohol. Like, <laughs> Filth. Don't forget to drink it over rocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know. I mean, we're back, and that's cool. And we've gone for almost two hours, and that's cool. Feels like longer than that. But I have no way to title this episode, and that's not cool. But if you listen this far, that's cool. (laughs) 
so many <laughs> things are just me. cool. Yeah, this is me as Matthew McConaughey right now. That's cool, man. Are you are you subscribed to notifications and listen to our <laughs> podcast every week? Be a lot cooler if you did, dude. Every week, we don't even do it every week. Yeah, I know Matthew McConaughey needs to have a podcast because I would listen to those dulcet tones. You need to get on there and use one of your tokens or whatever on audiobook to to get his book because he narrates his book. What's his book about? I guess it doesn't matter. It's narrating. It's about him. What? Like how how he grew up and all the things, dude. He's got a story in there where he talks about when I was a kid, I sneak off in the woods. And there was, there's like a lumber yard or something. And he's like, I'd go over to this lumber yard and I'd steal one, two by four every day. Then I'd go into the woods and add it to my, to my tree house. And by the time the summer was over, I had a whole tree house. And then he just goes on and on. He goes, I wonder if it's still standing. I bet it is. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Or, or something like that. I have no idea exactly what he says. Cause it was a friend of mine telling me about it. And I was hearing his voice in my yeah. head. But that's what it is. It's like how he became an actor and all that stuff. And um, nice. Like I, I want to because his he's his dulcet tones, Dude, man. He's got he's the, amazing. He's got the best voice in Hollywood. Be a lot cooler if you did. Be a lot cooler if you did. Dude, I, I was driving a Lincoln before they paid me to drive a Lincoln. <laughs> oh I gosh, it. I do too. I love everything. The episode of South Park, um, Timmy starts doing a taxi service where Timmy's the kid who's in the wheelchair. Oh, okay. So his taxi service, he starts pulling people around on wagons on his wheelchair. And the town loves it because, it, you know, they can go to a restaurant and then he can pick them up and take them home and they can stay on their iPad or their phone. And he can drive them home or whatever. Well, he starts taking business away from taxi cabs and then Tesla gets involved for some reason. I don't remember. And everybody gets pissed. And so to solve it, they have the, uh, the old cartoon network wacky races. He's got to go drive across the nation to pick up a person and then drive her to her destination. And, uh, he's in it. Tesla's in it. Um, the, the, the dog and the evil dude from Wacky Races, the, they're, they're in it. Um, and then one of the drivers is Matthew McConaughey driving a Lincoln for whatever reason. What? And so they're all at the starting, starting line and they're all revving up their engines and it goes to him and he's just sitting there with his arm up on the steering wheel. He's like, I was driving a Lincoln before they paid me to drive a Lincoln. It's, it's so good. Uh, Matt, dude, to see Matthew McConaughey in South Park animation, animation fu- would be hilarious. It's funny enough, right? Yeah. And then, like, it goes in classic wacky racist style. If you watched up walking, watching Cartoon Network, you know what I'm talking about. Where it's all in the side view and everything's chaos. And there's, you know, traps and explosions and dropping things and firing missiles. And then it goes, and every single time the camera's. In the front windshield, just looking at Matthew McConaughey. And it's peaceful. Just peaceful. Yeah. Driving with his arm up, one arm up on the steering wheel, and the other hand on his chin. Just, just, just driving. Just peaceful. But every single time, he, he every single time he, his dialogue is, I don't remember any of the lines, but it's always, I was doing blank before, before they paid me to, to do, do blank. blank. Every single time. Awesome. It's so good. I need to see that. It's I good. See it. It's good. It's good. Um, 
But just to give a roadmap, I guess, before we sign off for the future, things are coming up. You have a Halo show. You have Morbius. You have uh, something about something. Yep. Um, and then you have in June or whenever the hell Doctor Strange comes out, we'll have a guest on the show, Kevin. Heck yeah, Kevin. Kevin Swagger. We're Kevin. gonna we're gonna get As for this episode, Kevin's not here. Oh so plastered. Kevin's not here. Kevin's no. not here. Kevin's oh not yeah, here. I plan on getting Oh Crump. so plastered and it's gonna be hilarious. All right, on a side note, just real quick. Um, just because I'm curious what you think. Because I've I've seen at least two articles now about why oh boy. Morbius is destined to flop in the box office. So how well do you predict it's going to do? I don't know what the production budget is for Morbius, but given that the box office is fucking weird, like I don't think it's ever going to come back to the way it was. It's just all over the place now. I, I think it'll be a while right now because doesn't make the, money. the way everything's going with the world yeah, and China and yeah. Russia and everything, I think box offices are going to take a hit. Yeah. And they've already taken a hit because no one could go. And yep. the people realize they, they don't care if they go back after coming back out of the pandemic. So yep. I would say Morbius at the moment. I don't know what the production budget is, but if I had to guess, it's probably going to make around 320, 320 million worldwide. Total. 350. That would be my guess, yeah. which probably is not good for whatever its budget is. Um, but I'm excited about it. I think it looks great. I can't wait to watch it. But if I had to guess, yeah, somewhere between uh, the early or low 300s to 350. All right. What are, what are we putting on the line? Ooh, what are we putting on the line? I, I'm going to go off on a limb here, and I'm going to take the long odds. And I'm going to say it makes 500 I hope so. And $50 million. All right, so you're going to say somewhere between 500 and 550. I'm going to say I'm going to say 50 million. Range. I'm going to say somewhere between 550 and 600. Okay, I'll say between three and 350. I hope it's where you're at. Yeah, but I'll say three and 350, and we'll put on the line. Uh, what's interesting? What's interesting? I mean, it for me, it always comes back to a bottle of whiskey. But a good kind. I already owe oh, the show two bottles of whiskey, yeah, right. so let's do a third. But a good kind. Like, yeah. Like not just go buy a bottle of Woodford. Well, the two, like something unique. Yeah, the two bottles that I owe are at least $60 a piece. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless of price, just something unique. You know, right. something off, not off, that we know, off brand almost, that we right. don't know the name. So, so if you win and it yeah. doesn't make, well... What are you saying? Three hundred to three hundred fifty? I'm going to say between three hundred million and three hundred fifty million worldwide. So we're just going to go with whoever's closest. Like if it makes five hundred thirty. Oh, that's obviously you. Five thirty. Okay. Because because yeah. I said five fifty yeah. to six hundred. So yeah. we're just going to do whoever's closest. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So if you win, then I'll owe the show one bottle of whiskey. Yeah. And then if I win, I'll owe the show three bottles of whiskey. <laughs> and I will oh, actually yeah. go and buy one of those <laughs> bottles of whiskey. That's, I mean, that, that's I think exciting. I think it will, though. I, I hope it does. I, th- I do. I think, for one, all right, Venom blew everybody's expectations out of the water, and Venom 2 did the same. I think Morbius will do the same. I, I think so. it, I think it's a trend that's, that's going that direction. And it I, looks I, good I hope to so, me. but I, I really do think it is. I hope so. It looks good to me. And I love Jared Leto, so. On the other hand, I, mean, I could be kicking myself. I could be going the wrong direction, because Venom's... 
I feel like part of Venom's success for the first movie was Venom alone, his popularity. And I don't know if Morbius has that, so I could be wrong. But I think Venom, nobody expected it to succeed, and it did by a lot. And Venom 2, the same thing. People were not really expecting it, to, and it blew up. I agree. I think the biggest issue Morbius has is the fact that it's become a victim of delays. And I feel like Flash is going to face the same thing whenever it, ine- it inevitably comes out. And that is that the general audience has been hyped for a film because you've marketed a film. And the film didn't come out. Mm-hmm. So, okay. It's out of their mind. And they go back to see a new film. And they're like, oh, there's another trailer for that Morbius movie. That was supposed to come out a long time ago, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, no, it comes out in two months. All right, cool. Then it doesn't come out again. And then it happens again. And this happened like four or five times for Morbius. That's true. And so now I feel like the general audience is not going to give a flying fuck. Like they've seen so many trailers. It's been pushed so many times that when it comes out, spring's just started. It's going to be warm outside and they're not going to waste their time to go see it. That's what I'm afraid of. I think it's going to be a good movie and I'm afraid that it is going to be a victim of all the delays and that the general audience isn't going to go watch it. Hope I'm wrong because I, I, want, so I, I want it to succeed. Because <laughs> it's a $180 whiskey that I owe the show. <laughs> You're coming here with the fucking Glenn Levitt 60-year-old. Just going to buy one bottle of Glen Gooley or whatever it is that Archer always drinks. Right. Well, that's not whiskey though, is it? I think it's, it's, a, it's a, Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. Yeah, that, this, that would count. Yeah. You're going to accept scotch as easily as you're going to accept whiskey. Hell yes. Yep. Bourbon. As long as I don't roll up in here with $180 worth of vodka, you'll be fine. That's correct. One single $180 bottle of tequila <sighs> that neither one of us will drink. Neither one of us will just sit here for all time until The Rock comes on the show. There's $180 on every... I bought this in expectation for when The Rock shows yeah, up. Yeah, right. It's happening. Uh, in anticipation. You know? I know he's coming. Yeah. He's going to walk in and he's going to say, finally, The Rock has come back. To the Jordan and Patrick show for the first time. It's all about drive. It's all about power. It's all about that the rock desires, and that's yeah. to be on the Jordan and Patrick show. Yeah. That was so good. Stop petitioning to the rock and Pat McAfee to be on the show. Just on the off chance. That I like they how you like those are, like you don't even go for Zack Snyder. You're like <laughs> the Rock and Pat McAfee, the well, Rock who we've insulted several times in this show by accident. We do both really, really, really I love the, the person rock. we've never insulted on the show might be Zack Snyder. Might be Zack Snyder. Which is another reason I don't want to have him on the show because I don't want to risk that. <laughs> this is my favorite ever. I don't want to risk insulting Zack Snyder. By accident. Yes. Yeah, right. He walks in and we're like, my lord. <laughs> we fall down on our knees. Lord bless me, thy humble servant. <laughs> he walks in and we're dressed. Ah, Padre. Spiritus Snyder. He just walks in and walks out. Yep. Like, what if we walks do- in and we're dressed like mugs? We've shaved a little bowl <laughs> in our heads. What have we done wrong? Praise be. I, I, he walks I, in and we're lashing ourselves. <laughs> he leaves and I rent my clothes and sit in the ash like they did in the Bible. <laughs> Cover myself in soot. I'm not worthy. I am unworthy. I've insulted Lord Snyder, and I start cutting up my own tongue. Dude, someday I I want to be famous enough to for my snippets to be on YouTube so someone can cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that that's your goal, I want to be famous enough that to what I'm canceled. that what I'm saying right now will be held against me. <laughs> 
I want to be famous enough that this conversation will be the reason someone hates me. I want little bots with ten followers somewhere out there to be like, "Did you see what this motherfucker said?" I want to. I want to get my invitation to Ellen canceled. <laughs> I want them to decline my their their invitation, reject their invitation because new light has surfaced Absolutely. about this conversation. Yeah. But I want to be canceled for no good reason. Like, I don't yeah, want to actually say anything I'm not going to say, yeah. Yeah. I want to be canceled because someone thinks I have a bad take on something trivial. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything we say, nine out of the ten things we say is stupid. Absolutely. And and just for kicks. It's all bullshit. Yeah. And under the influence of alcohol. Oh, and yes. And if anybody knows anything about alcohol, you can't really believe a word a single person says when they're under the influence no. of alcohol. No. But, yeah. I'm with you. I think it'd be funny. Oh yeah. I've thought that before actually. Like, can I can I see myself on like Graham Norton? And they're like, Well, we have this clip and it's a, it's an audio of me being like I don't know, saying something stupid about somebody I really enjoy. Like like The Rock is a perfect example. I love The Rock. I think what he does is awesome. I think he's a great actor. I think he's nothing but successful. Like, in every aspect of life, he's killed it. He's crushed Obviously, it. Obviously, yeah. But he's fun to make fun of. Absolutely. And that's what, like, I imagine, like, would I be on Graham Norton? Could, could you imagine, like, if I was on Graham Norton, because Graham Norton, a lot of times he'll do, like, if he's doing a Harry Potter thing, he'll have Jude Law. And, well, or, I'm, all right, if he's doing a, he did the Sherlock Holmes thing, and he had Jude Law and Robert Downey Jr. But sometimes he just has, like, four or five random people. Because they're not doing it for a specific movie, so they're just, you know... I mean, I guess every talk show does that. But yeah. Graham Norton has them all on the one couch at the same time. So if I was on that couch and sitting two people down from me was Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and, and then Graham Norton's like, well, we have this clip. And I'm like, yeah, I just like movies where The Rock actually has to act <laughs> and not just a goofball like he is in the Fast and Furious movies where he doesn't have to do anything. He's just there, and that sells tickets. And then I'm sitting on the couch like... Uh, and my only defense is, I was really drunk when I said that. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and it's always a great defense. Yeah, like the, we the, we are shielded by this iron curtain. Of I was drunk when I did that. That's awesome. That's okay. Uh, yeah, we are, but I guess it depends on how we become famous. Because in Hollywood, you're not. I mean, you look at everything that everybody hates Mel Gibson for. <laughs> Right, and he did. He doesn't. He never offered it as a defense. He wasn't like, "Oh, I was really drunk when I said that." Everybody but else he was. He was. Yeah. But every, before he could use that defense, everybody was like, "He said this because he was drunk," <laughs> and they used it against him. Yeah. That'll be us. The meteoric rise and fall. That, and, that's fine though, because in our defense, we that's what they'd be like. Can you believe he got so? He said this, and he was so drunk, and I'd be like. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I believe that. I was. I was there. Yeah, I had six. I had six Guinness, and then I drank half a bottle of Woodford. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was pretty trashed. It was pretty cool. It was. It was a fun time. <laughs> and I'd say it again. <laughs> it's true. Oh, I can't God. wait. I can't either. I can't wait. It's, I want. I want to be on Graham Norton's couch with the Rock. Yep. I want to be on. I want to be on a couch with the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be on the casting couch with the rock. The white couch with the rock. <laughs> no, black leather couch. Good God. <laughs> casting couch with the rock. 
Oh, jeez. It's that time. It's the, the, it's the witching on, hour. On the black leather couch in the rock's like, it's all drive. It's about power. <laughs> we stay hungry. We devour. And I'm just like, well, I'll put in the work. I'll put in the hours and take what's ours. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then I walk bowlegged out of the studio. <laughs> Oh, it's the witching hour of the show. <laughs> Two hours in. Who the hell knows what's going to come out of our mouths? Oh, my gosh. Oh, but that's that. Two hours. Been back. It's been a while. <laughs> we'll be back with some stuff. Oh. Like we said, we got Halo. We got Obi-Wan coming up in May. We got Doctor Strange. We hey, got Kevin. things to talk about. Yeah. And we will talk about it. I'm still disgusted with myself. For? The Batman. Yeah. And I didn't talk about it. For a long time. 10 out of 10 for me, for anyone we never said, but for anyone listening that gives a shit. It's, it is now the standard for which all movies will be measured against for the rest of 2022. <laughs> for absolute yeah, sure. Yeah, this year for me, just sure. As, ju- for going for movie of the year, just as Zack Snyder's Justice League was the movie of the year, yep. as soon as it released in March, and I knew every other movie would be measured against this yep. movie, the Batman is the same thing right now. Yeah, it's ten, like- 10 out of 10. Great movie. Now every movie is challenged to make me want to go watch it two or three times. Yeah, every movie's fighting for second at yeah. this point. Because that's hard for me nowadays. Like, I'll watch a movie once, good, I'm done. Like, th- this is this is a hero movie. A co- this is a comic book movie that I I would be I would be behind Matt Reeves getting an Oscar for Best Director. Oh, dude, hell yeah. Like, it's such a good... It, on top of being a comic book movie, just as a movie, it's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's an Oscar-winning yep. movie. It, it should is. be. Absolutely. should be. Next year, we'll see. This give, year. Give the best supporting actor to Colin Farrell, dude. Dude, right. Give it to him, or I will fly to L.A. and kick someone in the nuts. Oh, yeah. Now I'll just get off the plane and find the very first person, kick him in the nuts, get back on the plane and come back. <laughs> but I will fly to L.A. and kick someone <laughs> right squat in the nuts. Uh All right, guys. Yep. It's been good. It's been fun. It's been fun. It's been real good and real fun. <laughs> Um, appreciate you listening. Truly do. It's been a while. We apologize for that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. going forward, always appreciate it. If you want to find us on the socials, we'll be doing another Comic Con soon, I think. That'll be cool. That'll be fun. But, uh, you can always find me on Instagram at Bearded Toy Man. You can always find Patrick on Instagram or TikTok or whatever he does these days. Uh, I'm. <laughs> A little bit everywhere. I, well, a little bit of nowhere. Uh, there I, you go. I'm on Instagram as Ranton underscore Atlantean. I haven't posted in a while. Um, and TikTok as Hanji, H-A-N-G-E-F-T-W. And I haven't been on there for a while. I need to get back on both of them. I've been lazy. Oh, yeah. No excuse. It's been busy. It's been busy. Life's been busy. Nah, it really, really hasn't. Nah, it's I get, busy. I get home and I have, <laughs> it's been super busy. I have seven hours of nah, nothing. And busy. I'm like... <laughs> Seven hours, that's a, that's a lot of family game when we be watching. 20-minute <laughs> episodes. That's a lot of WWE 2K22 I'm going to be yeah. wrestling. 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 Just laughing and wrestling. <sighs> oh, yeah. Ray Ripley. Ooh. Don't shake my hands. That's right. I said hands. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back sometime. Who knows when. Hope you tune in. Until then, we have spoken. Yeah.